everybody. We just began. Uh, this is episode 166 of Directly to You, the Fanatics 4 podcast that I thought was going to give me a little bit more warning after I pressed record. Sure didn't. Uh, normally, AJ would be doing this intro, which is very practiced and routine for him. I do not practice it because I don't have to do it very often. But basically, thanks for watching this show. We're joined today by some other people. I'll mention them here in a second. But you know, you can like subscribe and things like that. That would be helpful. And also you can be a supporter. There's a lot of different ways to do that on Twitch, on YouTube, on, you can't be a supporter on Discord. That's not really a thing, but you can join Discord. So that's fun. And there's a bunch of perks that come with that. Um, AJ normally says them, but I'm not going to. Hey, I'm Parker. I'm a Fanatics for, but I'm joined by Pete and Steve of Flip Screen Games. Hello, Pete and Steve. Hello. Thanks for having us, Parker. Yeah, my pleasure. All right. And that, that's pretty much the end of the intro. Um, enough shilling, as Pete says, <laughs> which I don't know that I've ever actually used that word in real life. Um, so here we are. Yeah, does it refer to the old like British money? Is that what yes. it's like shillings? Like shillings? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I just thought it was uh, a just a verb. Like to well, I guess to shill, maybe it's a backwards verb. Like, yeah. Like it, it is a verb, but I, yeah. I think it I don't know that it was originally that. I think it's become you know, it's been kind of co-opted and yeah, yeah, yeah. created to me. But it well, was funny. related to like making money. Yeah, I, mm. that's that would be my my thought, right? That's how I always use it and how I've always heard it used in that way, which is yeah. that like I'm shilling because I'm pushing something where you can go yeah. give me money, yeah. right? Or so, something like so that. What we're getting at is that you're not even a boomer. You're like Victorian. <laughs> yes. You're like so old. <laughs> I want to... I want Edward to, Cullen. I want to use enough old timey language that I can like get a theory going on the internet that I'm secretly like an old yes. one or a vampire or something. hundred uh, percent. Oh, we need to Photoshop you in some black and white pictures now. <laughs> <laughs> the question is like, what era do you go with? Because I I feel like there's a lot of old timey stuff, but you couldn't throw that in with like golly. Actually, I was gonna say golly day. Um, but you could because you just learned it over the generations. Like it's it depends been on a how long old I am. Coming. Exactly. It's, right. It's the thing. If, I, if I've been around since the dawn of, of mankind, then I know all the <laughs> slang, you know, speak Sanskrit. Is that a thing you can speak? I don't know. Well, but you do. <laughs> that would. Can you can you imagine if I just like I was like, in fact, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, we're already totally off the rails. And that's all that I've ever wanted. Um, there's an episode of The Office. You guys watch The Office, right? I can't remember. Brooklyn sure, Nine-Nine yeah, yeah. for sure. But... I'm re-watching it right now. Hey. I've just done the fun run episode. And I, <laughs> I like laugh so much at that episode. It's so good. The one where um, Kelly goes to the uh, minority training program or whatever. And then mm -hmm. she comes back and she's like, I'm like so smart right now. You could ask me like, what's the top 10 companies in the world? And I would be like, blah, 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 blah. Giving you the exact <laughs> right answer. <laughs> <laughs> and the nuance of that joke is just like, I mean, it's not that nuanced, but it's, it's hilarious. So uh, it's a good time. It's great having you guys on. Hey, before we even get into things, tell us about flip screen games. What's going on with that? Um, yeah. This is your first public thing as flip screen, blah, 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 flip screen games, even though you've already recorded things that will go public, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just this past week, we recorded the whole first week of content. We'll be going live uh, on the August whole first 9th. week of content. What is that? So that's more than one thing. Yeah. So, okay. okay. So I guess if you know us already, like if you've seen <laughs> us on the show in the past or whatever, right. You probably know us as Pete and Steve from the Potscast mm -hmm. of Loot Pots. You, is, you um, mean seen 
Steve on here before. You've, you've never. Oh right, this is my first time on the show. Of course, yeah, first time on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Just wait for the pair question. Yeah, let's talk about pairs too, right? So, if you are familiar with our work from from Loot Pots, Steve and I recently made the decision to break off that show and and kind of go off on our own, rebrand as Flip Screen Games, and now the two of us are going to be doing three podcasts a week instead of two. So we've got um, the Flip Screen Game Show, which is just our general gaming podcast. It's where Steve and I will talk about what we're playing. You know, we'll answer listener questions, kind of more like evergreen kind of big picture mm-hmm. topics rather mm-hmm. than something that's more like news oriented. Uh, and then we've got Nintendo Noise, which is going to be kind of the spiritual successor to, you know, the original vision of the podcast, which is just going to be, you know, our dedicated Nintendo conversation. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have our, our buddy Chewy Plays uh, from Chewy Plays on YouTube as uh, the third chair. He's also the host of the Haken podcast, Animal Crossing podcast. Go check out his work. Um, he's going to be a permanent third chair on that show. So that's going to be a blast. Uh, and then if you are a Patreon supporter, you'll get access to our show. One more thing, which is um, going to be kind of the successor to the show we used to do after dark, where um, Steve and I just kind of keep the mics rolling. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, I usually use a word to describe it that I'm not allowed <laughs> to say on the show. Uh, but we, uh, we just with, with uh, page. <laughs> we, we fool around, you know, we yeah. fool around. We talk about whatever we feel like talking about mm-hmm. uh, stuff outside the world of gaming. Uh-huh. What's going on in our as, lives as an like old timey word futs around, perhaps. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, just, yeah, that's on brand. We futz yeah. around and find out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if you just relate all of them with, with that? Honestly, that word is like, it's pretty close where very, as I'm saying, I'm like, am I saying? No, 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 no I'm saying, is I'm that saying a curse? an okay word. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and then we'll have uh, we'll have streams on Twitch every Thursday as well. That's yeah. going to be on our new Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash flip screen games. Nice. Um, we're going to be working our way back to affiliate over there. So we would really appreciate oh, yeah. it if you come and tune in yeah. for the first stream. Go give us a follow over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to find all this stuff, you can just head to flipscreen.games. That's our website. We've got links to every single thing that we've, we've got going on. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. All right. Well, cool. Everybody. Yeah. Please go do that. Because if you don't, we'll be really, really sad. Um, hey. Have you guys been playing any video games? Oh, I've been playing a lot of video games. <laughs> nice. I, I want to hear I, all about them. On the first episode of the flip screen game show, I mm-hmm. think I talked about Pokemon Unite for like a half hour and Steve yeah. did not rein me in. Yeah. He just asked me then, more questions. And then, and then it was like the next day we recorded mm-hmm. Nintendo Noise mm-hmm. and it was more of that because then true was on the show yeah and so more and he's of that. also and playing we, i'm guessing okay. yeah 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 and then and we had people the, wrote in and asked him about, about it so there was more of that and yep. i was just like i know nothing about this game and i don't know what pokemon is and i don't I, and i don't know what Mobile i don't is. know what pokemon <laughs> is uh, yeah yeah i mean i remember uh let's go pikachu is is that would is that your top like favorite pokemon game or is that the only pokemon game you've played i don't remember you played some Pokemon, right? Yeah, that's like my only one more okay. than I've played. Yeah. Other than that, the only other time I've played them has been on like a friend's Game Boy or via an emulator. Mm. And that's the only time I've played Pokemon. You've like put hands on them, but not really. Yeah, yeah. I've never got into them. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, I, I've got to say, I think it's a hard thing to get into probably as an adult. I would guess it just feels overwhelming if nothing else. You know, like it doesn't have to for sure, but like, even as somebody who dropped off for a little while coming back for Sword and Shield, even with the national decks or the right, yeah, yeah national decks gone and it being just a smaller decks, it still felt a little overwhelming, like just how many Pokemon there were that I didn't know. And mm-hmm. like some things that like 
you pick up easily over time, but like um, type weaknesses, especially for like fairy and maybe even like steel, I feel like, which I mean, that was a long time ago. I shouldn't They've still also be ch- having trouble with steel, but they change them generation to generation uh, too, yeah. though, which is a thing. Yeah. Like I know steel, um, steel used to have a lot more resistances than it does now. Oh yeah. So like there are certain, I remember things- in gen two, it was hard to figure out what at all to do to steel. Cause I never had a good fire type. So like, I'm just, I don't know, I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I'm, Maybe don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty positive that like mm-hmm. it resisted like dark, for example. And oh, it doesn't okay. Anymore. Yeah. You know, so like there are like some they they they've definitely adjusted Balancing some of those things, things yeah. over time. Uh, yeah, to try to you forget about those kinds of things, and like there's moves that like other uh, other Pokemon will use that I'm like I cannot. T- I remember is it acrobatics? Is that a flying move that fighting Pokemon? Okay, so I remember I was up against some fighting Pokemon, and he was using acrobatics, and I was like, what on earth Pokemon do I use that's not, like, I just kept <laughs> switching into, like, a bug and, like, various Pokemon that were weak to it, and I was so mad, but, like, <laughs> messing me up, but, um, but yeah, so you would play you Pokemon even, Unite. <laughs> Sorry, how what? did you even learn that stuff as a kid, though? Like, is it just trial and error? Did you just you learn it. discuss it with friends and on the playground, and you're like, oh, everything. Yeah, it's a little yeah, bit of everything, this. yeah. It's yeah. trial and error. It's your community of Pokemon trainers that you mm-hmm. talk with. Also, I had the the uh, original strategy guide um, yeah, that had like a, it had a type chart and everything mm-hmm. in it. And I that's was the like, kind of thing, honestly, though, that, that's perfect for kids too. like thinking about like kids love dinosaurs mm-hmm. and it's it's just information for the sake of information. And it's just like fun to just here's a bunch of stuff that you get oh. to learn. And Pokemon is rife with that. Like, See, I, the day that strategy I like, like yeah. I like the collecting bit. It's mm-hmm. the. It's the like JRPG light fighting mm-hmm, bit that mm-hmm. into. And, yeah. and learning all of that stuff and getting into the meta and the training and mm-hmm. and the like hunting for shinies. I just that, yeah, that kind of you stuff. You have definitely... to do all that stuff though, you know? Some yeah. of it's optional. Like the I think yeah, sorry, go ahead. You first. I was like the metagame and all that stuff is like to me, that's like super appealing. That's the thing I like the most, right? Is mm-hmm. that like I like JRPGs, like I like turn-based battles. So like getting into that part of the game is was like a thing that um as a, like a teenager was really helpful for me to be like oh i can get a little bit more out of pokemon you know mm-hmm. but if you don't want to do that that's fine if you don't yeah. want to shiny hunt that's fine you just you know you just have a good old time with your mods going on a, going <laughs> yeah, on a little I just, adventure i just walk around and i throw my fake pokeball at the screen and i had a grand old that, time. I don't, <laughs> that i'm not that i'm not as much of a fan of it's, it's fine yeah <laughs> Um, but you've been playing Pokemon Unite. Yeah. So thumbs up, I assume. Yeah. Generally. I um I am really into it. Uh I obviously, as I'm sure is apparent, right, from what we were just talking about, <laughs> yeah. definitely a big Pokemon fan. Mm-hmm. But when they announced uh Pokemon Unite, um, my initial reaction was was kind of one of apprehension, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, MOBAs are a genre that like I definitely enjoy. Like I'm a big fan of League of Legends. I've played it off and on since season two. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely not as much these days as a couple of years ago, probably, but there have been points where it was like the game I was playing the most for long stretches of time, you yeah. know. Um, so I definitely have experience with the genre, but like there's really only been three MOBAs that I've ever played that I actually enjoyed. Most of them, I would play them and immediately be like, this isn't as good as league or (laughs) yeah, this is cool or whatever, but I know what I really want to do. And then I would jump back into league Mm -hmm. and I was 
kind of expecting that to be the best case scenario with Pokemon Unite was that it would be something that would catch my attention for a small amount of time and then probably get me to jump back into League of Legends or that it would feel like some other, uh, particularly some other licensed MOBAs that mm-hmm. I've played where it's like, okay, this feels mm-hmm. like, yes, Pokemon's a good property for this. I can see how this would be good, but, you know, the MOBA... Mechanically, they're using stuff that they're taking from other stuff instead of like leaning into pokemon or whatever yeah yeah and just feeling like it's like you're just putting you know up uh like there was like a dc uh comics one for a while and it very much felt like that where it's Mm -hmm. like you're just taking things from dota 2 and league (laughs) of legends and throwing dc characters in it you know um and it didn't feel like it had enough of its own identity Mm -hmm. whereas what i think is really working for me about unite is that it's it's very different you know the matches are um timed so the longest matches are only 10 minutes Mm -hmm. short matches are only five minutes it makes them super digestible it makes them feel like you know low stakes high reward because Mm -hmm. if you win a game it feels great and at least personally when i lose a game unless it's a really close loss and Mm -hmm. i'm frustrated that my team threw it or i made a mistake or something (laughs) um I end up feeling like, well, I only lost five minutes, right? Mm-hmm. I only lost 10 minutes and I'll jump into the next one and better luck next time. Yep. Whereas like with league matches could take 10 minutes. If we surrender, it could take 20 minutes, which used to be how long it took to surrender. Yeah. It could take 45. It could take over an hour. Wow. Um, I didn't realize it was that long with league. That's I, I couldn't like, there's no part of me <laughs> that could get into that. And that's the thing, right? That Especially can be... with a child, right? Like, oh, how do you commit? Absolutely. Yeah. I have a hard time committing to like 15 minute bursts of things. So like, <laughs> <laughs> no way, man. Honestly, I mean, like I've had a hard time playing Monster Hunter because even though not every fight can- does take 50 minutes, like I've only had one actually time out and it was because I was just way under leveled for it and, and stuff. Um, uh, the fact that it could take up to 50 minutes is just like, I don't know if I want to play this game it's because daunting. I don't know that I have 50 minutes. <laughs> like, yeah. And, but, and that would be a thing, right? Like yeah. you'd be playing with friends and it's like, Oh, you know, it's 1230. Mm-hmm. Like I, I should probably get going to bed. Oh, one more. Should we do one more? And it's like, yeah. okay. And then it goes for over an hour and you're like, Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> and then you lose. Yeah. And it's like, uh, no, this yeah. is demoralizing. Yeah. Um, so I, I appreciate that this game um, has kind of, skewed the the kind of traditional way that you win in a MOBA, mm-hmm. which is like push to their base and it takes as long as it takes, right? It's mm-hmm. more about there's a clock and you need to get <laughs> as much scores or score mm-hmm. as many times as you can and play good defense. And like, that's the whole, you know, it feels more like, like a, like a, like a sport, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like the, the game has yeah. a fixed ending. Yeah. Um, and I, I definitely appreciate that about it. And in terms of, you know, um, it borrowing things from other MOBAs, like it definitely does, but I think it does enough to differentiate itself and feel like it's a fresh take on the genre, which has felt like it hasn't really had a new player that actually was interested in doing that. And I since smite, which is a mm, very yeah. old game now. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, it, it's something that I went into with a, I'll try it mentality and i immediately got hooked on it i bought a season pass uh the first night because i wanted to start working towards unlocking some skins and Mm -hmm. you know having more dailies to do and everything um i've since spent like another 20 bucks on it because i'm like (laughs) i love this game i want them to keep working on it take my 20 bucks yep um bought like five more characters and i'm i'm i've played at least 
uh, about an hour, I'd say every mm-hmm. night since it came out, but generally a lot more than that. Like I've done the daily quests every single day. I haven't missed one login. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in, I'm in on this game. <laughs> it reminds me, I guess, too, of like how Pokemon Pinball did a good job. I actually haven't played barely any Pokemon Pinball. I've just seen it a little bit, but does a good job of like it's pinball, but it uses capture mechanics and like there's Pokemon elements fused into it. And like in general, I feel like they do a pretty good job of that thing maybe not with every property but like i don't know even thinking about like pokemon brush your teeth whatever it's called like, <laughs> <laughs> brush your teeth catch some pokemon, pokemon you know sleep ever come out nope that not yet no, i haven't heard anything no, about it like I, you know, I can't sleep without it so it's really difficult. honestly it's, it's a problem yeah steve i know it's it's really bad i've been meaning to talk to you about this <laughs> but steve what are you even playing uh, so I've been away for a week, so I haven't had much time to play video games. I played a ton of board games, mm-hmm, but nice. on my Switch, I was playing uh, Overboard. I don't know if you've heard of it. I I feel like I heard. Did you post about it on Twitter or something? I have. Maybe? I have been talking about it. Yeah. Okay. Because so I think I saw you post about it, and that's it. But I, as I saw it, I was like, I wonder if, I wonder if Ashley would be interested in this at all. And so tell me more about it, because I'd like to know. <laughs> it's really good. Say- yeah, okay. it's, it's a it's a visual novel, and um, you have murdered your husband on a boat. You pushed him overboard. I typically do. <laughs> and you you're trying to frame someone so you can get away with murder. Okay. So you you wake up and someone's knocking on your door, and your the your husband's not there. The bed's not been slept in, and it's kind of like, what do you do? Mm. And there's every action you do has like a, a, it uses a little bit of the time of the day and you can go talk to people and you have to ultimately try and figure out um, how to, to get away with this murder without anyone suspecting mm-hmm. you. Um, and there's multiple ways you can do it. Multiple people okay. you can get it on. So it's got like, you can, interesting. When you say multiple, is that like three different ways or like 20 different ways or, you know, that kind of thing. So there's, there's ways you can do it where people think like, he's just like gone and no one's no, mm-hmm. like, you know, he's killed himself. Mm-hmm. That's one way. Um, but then there are, that leaves you with only one of the win conditions. As you move on, there's like multiple win conditions. So, Interesting. Yeah. Um, the, um, cause there's, there's like three tiers of it basically okay. like the, you, you can either get caught, you can get away with it. You can get away with it and uh, get and get his life insurance money. And then there's like a third secret one that I want. There is another. So it's like it. it's got replay value, essentially, where like Definitely. you play. OK, replay value. Yeah. yeah. The, the first time I played it um, after Steve had recommended it, yeah. uh, I got the first two win conditions just kind of going in blind and seeing nice. what I just making choices. Yeah. Um, and then every single time I've replayed it, trying to get the third win condition, <laughs> mm-hmm. I've died and gotten none of them it's or, really or like something guys. stupid yeah. like that. <laughs> is there RNG as far as what the, is, are the other characters predictable? You know what I mean? Like, is it the same yes. thing every time? It's the same loop okay. every single time, um, but it will show you like choices that you've made. So Based you know on what you've done. Made. And, yeah. Okay. And, yeah. And you'll know, like, like you'll know, I've got to go to this specific place at this specific time to mm-hmm. do this specific thing. It's like, um, uh, I mean, Groundhog Day, but what's the the one with Tom Cruise? You know? Oh, uh, oh, yeah. oh. Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yes. yeah. Which, yeah. You know, they a actually, lot like that. They renamed that movie. It's bizarre. Oh, was that the uh, Die, or was it going to be Die Repeat, something like that? Because mm-hmm. that was uh, on the box art, like. The live movie, die repeat yeah, yeah, I repeat. They, yeah it they said live die it, yeah. repeat on it and then on the side it said 
I had said um, Groundhog Day That's with Aliens far. and Guns. And yeah. I was like, okay, what's going on here? Yeah, that was a fun movie, honestly. It was. Like, yeah. Tom it's Cruise. funny. I remember my my roommate in college uh, put it on uh-huh. once and I was kind of like, oh, Mm-hmm. Like, why are we watching this? Yeah. And like a few minutes in, I was like, yo, this is legit. <laughs> very interesting. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, is it based on a book or something? Um, I think so. I th- or it's oh no, no, it's like a it's a not a visual novel, um, like a graphic novel series or something like that. And apparently okay. it's pretty different in that, like how it ends. Um, someone was telling me recently, but I don't know, kind of besides the point, but fun in any case. But nice. Um it, it is like that where like uh-huh. there's a set trajectory that every character goes on but like mm-hmm. you literally can't experience it all at once so it's i guess it's also yeah. kind of like majora's mask in that yeah, way right yeah totally. like you know you can experience all the mm-hmm. things but your character you need to yeah it's impossible yeah. because every is... action eats a, pe- a bit of time of your day and mm-hmm. you've got to do it by the time your boat docks in new york city and mm-hmm. if you don't do it by then and they find mm-hmm. out that your husband's not there then they know yeah, this that is you, interesting i and there's I mean, it also reminds me of Bandersnatch can... or whatever, which again is just pretty mm. much a visual novel. But if yeah. I sell it to Ashley that way, I bet she'd be more interested in it. That like, it's like, it's so funny. It's yeah. so really funny. Good. Okay, cool. The script is incredible. Great art some, style, good yeah, music. Great art style, good music. There's some like really um, mm-hmm. kind of crude moments. Yeah. So if uh, could it be fun to play as a couple? I think yes, so. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I, I was playing this with, with Macaulay and, and they were like, oh let's do this let's do this or oh you need to be on remember mm-hmm. like you need to be yeah. here at, at like 9 a.m because you do need to remember it's like one giant logic puzzle what i will mm-hmm. say though is each i think each run takes what Pete, like 30 to 45 minutes depending on how good you're doing like if you yeah. fail like if you get knocked out then Something that's like it that. basically mm-hmm. you're, you're done but it's about 30 to 45 minutes so what i usually do is i'll do one maybe two runs at mm-hmm. most in a go and then come back to it because i i feel gotcha. like you can really wear it out if you play mm, yeah, too much yeah, in one hit that. it's the perfect kind of wind down game before you go to bed yeah definitely that's fun nice okay yeah i'll definitely check it out um and see what uh, what ashley and i think um i've been playing not a whole lot honestly because parenthood and all that stuff um however i talked about it last week a little bit ashley and i've been playing ultimate chicken horse nice a lot of fun uh, yeah we're i love uh, that game i i felt like i was like man i really think ashley will like this given the right environment and like if she if she does well within three games like if you know does decently okay or something within three games then she'll like get hooked and get you know pretty good at it um and so sure enough yeah we played it with my friends last week and uh like then every time we were with people she was like oh, we should play ultimate chicken horse and i was like okay cool so we've played that several times you know, i've fun. never played this game i know oh. almost nothing about it okay we here's the it. i talked about it more last week so so as not to bore everybody mm-hmm. who's already heard more about it the long and short of it is um there it's a platformer multiplayer kind of situation and there's multiple different levels where there's a start point and an end point and like one of the most basic ones for example is just it's like two buildings with a big gap in the middle um every round you and everybody gets there's a box of random items that i mean i'm sure there's some logic with how it picks items but it's generally random items some are platforms other ones are like a 
things where like it shoots a hockey puck at you and if you get hit by the hockey puck or like crossbow with arrows it's obstacles like a black hole they'll they'll suck you in or will also suck in like arrows and stuff and like if you put a black hole here and the crossbow right above it the arrows will like curve divert around it which is just super fun you can make like these crazy physics puzzles it's awesome (laughs) so like every round you pick items to be able to cross from the start to the end and um eventually like theoretically you could all make it really easy so that you can all cross the end if everybody gets to the end nobody gets any points so you have to figure out how to make it so that you can kill other people and or well you can't interact with anybody else like there's no um i don't know what that's called like like you can't like knock somebody else off like everybody gets yeah. to run at the same time but like you can occupy the same space exactly. and not mess each other up or anything uh, okay yeah. there's no like collision between that's you. it yeah yes, right. collision no collision but so, it's basically yeah. like you need to make the level so difficult that they can't get across but not so hard that you can't get across yeah you know and so um, one person at a time then like the level creator no so like all three of us would be playing and then it would give us a box with like six items and we'd each pick our one item and then once we've all picked that and it'll time out after a second if nobody yeah. does then um then we'll all place that item or each of our items at the same time so the first round there's only three items on screen which some of the levels like you actually can't get across with just three items because like if you have three platforms and just can't get the jump distance then that first round just like nothing happens um but so as you go every round we each get a new item place each of our new items and so there's like more traps, more platforms. You can get a bomb to blow up pre-existing items so that like everybody keeps going this one route and I've got a different route, but they don't know how to do this other one. And I know how to, or, you know, whatever. Okay. So like you blow up their easy route, um, that kind of stuff. It's super fun. It's very chaotic, but like um, in, in a really good way. <laughs> it's a phenomenal party game. It's, it's so like good. a perfect game. If you have a few friends over and you're like, you know, having dinner yeah. and drinks or whatever. Yeah. Um, similarly, uh, this is another old game that's excellent. And I always think of when I think of ultimate chicken horse, you should check out, duck uh, is duck game. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Do you know duck game? I just said duck game. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I did. <laughs> yeah. It's, I love duck game. It's duck fun. game is masterful. Yep. Such a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's kind of what I've been playing. Uh, hit quick highlights of other stuff. Played a little bit more Skyward Sword. It's good. I like it. I, I enjoy it. AJ was bashing on it last week, but I, um, and I, I was like, I think I would stand up for it, but I haven't played nearly enough to even be able to say, so I don't really know. Um, but I enjoy it, but I also understand this criticism. So that's fine. And last week I was like killing myself trying to figure out there's something I've been playing, but I don't remember what it is, but it's been three weeks since we've had the podcast. Um, and it's that I played a little bit of ring fit and I'd wanted to talk about oh. that on the show. Uh. Um, cause I was doing the 14 day challenge with uh, Zeon over at Nintendo life, mm-hmm. but then I got sick. So I stopped at like five days and I haven't picked it back up again, but uh, yeah. That's the killer, right? We did, we did all of February. Mm -hmm. We put it down and then we were like, "Ah, there it is. (laughs) Still got it right here. Right. Handy. Is it collecting dust, Pete? Or have you been using Uh, that? Yeah. It's got some dust on it. It's got some dust on it. (laughs) Yeah. Mine was in a cabinet and it still had literal dust on it. And I was like, that's pretty bad. Um, So like blow it off like a relic. 
I, I now that we have uh, Nintendo noise going and Chewie's like on mm-hmm. that show, I'm like, I think we just bring it back as a weekly segment so that we don't yeah. have any excuse to not work out. You know, honestly, smart. Yeah, it's it's not that the first the one time I played it when I first got it, which is so bad. But the one time I played it, I like threw my back out and just went too hard. Like I turned up the difficulty too much. Yeah, played too long and was like, I'm going to do this and just scared myself off it honestly and again threw my back out so like which is so dumb that that happened i think it was because my ceiling fan was right above me so all the like things above my head i was like kind of crouching down so having really bad form and needless to say i stood off to the side this time i think the one thing i learned playing that is you have to see it as a game like yes yes, it's there to exercise but they give you power-ups and things for a reason and it's to make the levels easier because they know the levels are too hard otherwise like oh my god though I, I can't remember what week it was, but both me and Pete just the had squats. squat after squat after squat. It was like that that, that yeah. whole level was just legs. Yeah. And we were dead. And it was so funny because I remember, you know, um, like I said, we, we were doing it with Chewie and, you know, Chewie's uh, a, a much thinner and more athletic guy than either of us. So yeah. I remember we got to that week and he's like, oh yeah, like, I guess there are a lot of like stuff. It's not like bothering me that much. And I'm like, yeah, well, uh, I got like a, a hundred 20 pounds on you probably Chewy, that I'm carrying around. Yeah. So it's a little bit rough on my knees. Man alive. Yeah. It's it, it, I'll do it to you. Um, I mean, the other thing is like, it's in terms of like you were saying, Steve, it's, it's a game. Think of it like a game. Also it's what's the point in going hard once when like exercise is about doing it for a long time. Exactly. So like mm-hmm. if I do it for 10 minutes for many, many weeks, and years and decades and millennia um, because I'm a vampire like Steve or like Pete, sorry. Then we talked about that before the show, didn't we? That like, that's, I'm pretty no, sure that was, was, I think that was, was on the air. Was it, it was on the filling. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. We're good. <laughs> no, yeah, everybody knows. Uh, I was like, what's going on? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like it's way better to just do a little bit for a long time rather than a lot once. So that was go. why we put the, um, the, the thing that we had was you had to do 10 minutes a day mm-hmm. yeah. because we were yeah. like, that's enough that you're get you're getting some kind of workout in, but mm-hmm. you're not yeah. committing. Is that to 10 real life minutes or is that 10 in game minutes game on game the minutes. clock? Because how, how is it that real life minutes and in game on the clock minutes seem so different? I don't They are very different. Cause like some days <laughs> it was, I was exercising like 30 or 40 minutes yeah. and then, and then oh, like it was like 16. Well, cause certain levels would be like, you know, there's a lot of like, you know, nonsense yeah, kind of, yeah. there, there'd be like dialogue and stuff. And I'm like, can I skip this? I just want to <laughs> like squeezing on the ring fit ring like crazy. <laughs> it's like skipping through all the text. Cause I'm just like, I just want to get my 10 minutes. And then we would be, we would have those days when we were feeling lazy and it's just like, I'm just going to do six mini games today. That's yeah, what I'll, just, yeah. I'll just play mini games for 10 minutes. <laughs> yep. Makes sense. Um, all right. Let's, any last things that you guys are playing? Quick shout outs. Uh, no, nothing on the Nintendo cool. front. Yeah. No, I did no Nintendo games right now. I didn't put it in the news, but I did play one of the new Pokemon snap levels uh, last night. Very briefly. The, the yeah, embiggened one. So um that was fun yeah you know more pokemon snap i'm looking um, forward to jumping back into that and mario golf with those free mm-hmm. updates this week that's right yeah, yeah. and so i didn't put mario golf, mario golf i didn't put mario golf in this because i know that's something you guys talked about it a good bit maybe maybe yeah. not that much on your show um so if, if you guys want to hear pete and steve talk about mario golf 
uh, go listen to Nintendo Noise next week. Check it out. Thank you very much. Yeah, of course. Um, all right, that's it from what we're playing. But now moving on to the headlines. There's a, uh, I, I, I mean, it's whatever. We did it. Here's the thing. I made a video, and this is the the headline that we're talking about. is is a dumb old video that is a little bit controversial. Um, even though I don't think it's that controversial, but it comes off as it is. So, you mean Nintendo fans got mad about something. <laughs> so it was, it's funny too. I was going back. I pulled comments from it. So for context, for anybody, normally we do what we're playing news comments from our videos and then Q and a we're just switching it around a little bit, doing comments from the video as this is the main topic. Um, but I pulled comments from it and they're like, as I was reading them, I felt like there were more that were like, you're wrong and you're dumb. And then as I went back, I was like, there's not really very many that are like that. Um, there's a lot of people that honestly, some of the best comments left on any of our videos ever. I feel like just people like really thinking, critically about some of this stuff that's interesting and then there's some people that are just like i disagree and i was like honestly couldn't be happier for you like that's awesome <laughs> you know especially yeah i'm it, the whole point of the video if if nobody if somebody hasn't watched it which is totally fine if you haven't um is the video is called nintendo switch is getting boring and basically to sum it up it's that the novelty of what the switch is as a concept as a product or whatever that is just not novel anymore um and so it's it's boring by that definition which doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that's bad but that's just like it's just standard you know um whereas but then on the other hand the thing that's not boring is the games and that is kind of subjective if you didn't sure, like right. animal crossing last year 2020 might not have been the best year for the switch for you and 2021 but... if you didn't like <laughs> animal crossing i have a hard time feeling that like mario golf or pokemon snap were the games yeah. that you were like sweating what for metroid though that's yeah metroid coming out one. and like that's coming out though it's true mm. yeah i mean yeah that definitely for some people like 2021 definitely has more games that have been like heavy hitters for me personally as yeah. far as like bravely default too. played that for a long time that was really fun um but then yeah metroid dread will be will be a good time um but animal crossing and was i i kind of regret last year i said my game of the year was hyrule uh hyrule warriors age of calamity i i think i would go back on that and say realistically it was animal crossing i just didn't want to say it at the time <laughs> don't you love that like that's happened to me multiple times with game of the year picks where like i i go back and i'm like what the heck was i thinking i don't like this game better than it's this not even that I, right yeah it's not even that i disliked hyrule like i really enjoyed hyrule warriors but like it, it just maybe it was, you were caught up in it at the time i think so yeah, yeah. and like that i didn't want to see 2020 as the animal crossing year for me but like because I wasn't still playing it at the end of the year, you know, that's what it was like right, right. now. I don't care about animal crossing as much, but like holistically hundred percent, it was animal crossing. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's the consensus I came to on our game of the year. And I also said, it's yeah. like the game of 2020. I think it sums up that year, 100%. not just my game of 2020, but it is like, it defined that year for a lot of people. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I so, still didn't pick it as my game of the year, but I stand by that. That was fine. <laughs> What did you pick as yours? I think it was my number two. I think my number one was Ghost of Tsushima. It was, yeah. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. Which I stand by because I, not even just because, like, I necessarily, I don't know, like, that that was the game I remember having the most fun with, you know? Like, Animal Crossing was, like, I loved it. It was a wonderful experience. But Animal Crossing also very much felt like a lifeline 
mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like all, all the positive feelings I have about that game are also tied up with some less than positive feelings about why it was so important to me at that time, you yeah. know? Um, so, yeah. Do you, do you follow Gene Park from the Washington Post? And he was like t- t- tweeting about this this week. He's given his Animal Crossing Switch away because he said it reminds him. Of, he's given it to like oh, a new reporter. Wow. Interesting. Because it just reminds him of the beginning of the pandemic and like he can't expunge that. It was the first thing he bought. Yeah. As soon yeah. as lockdown. Hit. You know what though? I kind of like. I've got fond feelings of the beginning of pandemic. Like September, and by like by the time September came around, I was like, "This, God, please stop." But the way beginning was kind of like novel. You know, like to go sure. back to that yeah. word. Like that was, yeah. But I also totally get that, <laughs> especially like I mean, if you if you know people that like, um, you know that passed away because of it or had even just like really bad health because of it then definitely you don't just think about the like hanging around the house and eating you know buffalo wings or whatever that i got from the frozen section at kroger every week yeah um but yeah so i was like having barbecues for lunch every day because it was like we were just at home it's like put the grill on and just Mm -hmm. have some beef burgers live it up man (laughs) so that's that's kind of the concept of the video um and i I'll go ahead and just start reading some of the comments to kind of get into the the topic, but I'd also very much, you know, obviously like to hear you guys' thoughts on all this. Um, so yeah, here we go. All right, so this first comment, this is from Chronically Cal, who said, yeah, so again, I tried to pull a, a wide swath of comments of like some that very agreed and some that very disagreed. And uh, I kind of yeah, did I, that. I saw one further down, but you know, <laughs> just peeked on my screen. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's, it's, again, it's, it's tricky. Cause like not tricky, but like the ones that just straight up are like, I disagree. You're wrong. The switch isn't boring. Truly. I'm like, that's the best case scenario. Like I, I'm not trying to convince you of anything. I'm just trying to state it an opinion i guess you're not allowed to do that parker you can't just put your opinion out there on the internet and expect people to just accept that that's not how this works okay uh, uh we, don't, we don't have discourse on the internet we have discord on the that's internet, true okay yeah you're so right man what a what a saying honestly um is that a ad for discord not mm-hmm. it's anyways, like an anti-ad for discord yeah, exactly. i've never quite understood why they chose that name for a community app that but is you know really weird it's yeah. a little weird <laughs> so um chronically cal said i'm personally not bored with my switch at all in the last month i played skyward sword truly delved into minecraft for the first time revisited pokemon snap which in turn made me pick up drawing again and played trivial pursuit with my family i still play it pretty much daily and i'm excited for what's to come like my first metroid game in october speaking for myself and i hope i don't sound like that person right now because i've been on the other side of it with games like hollow knight i think the nintendo slash switch community has gotten more boring it seems like the tides of nintendo discourse have shifted more toward the negative and so i've distanced myself because even though it probably shouldn't it dampens my experience with the switch and its games skyward sword is a great example it was my first non-breath of the wild 3d zelda and it had interesting characters and a cool lore establishing story and button controls all caps which allowed me and my mobility dis- disability to play it in a way i couldn't have on wii but it also created a lot of discourse hey look at that um which <laughs> hey people should speak their mind but which also got annoying when i wanted to be excited about a new experience i was finally able to have in that sense i guess the switch as a cultural object 
cultural object rather than a gaming console has gotten more boring for me. I miss engaging with the community, hence the long comment, I guess, but the Switch itself is still awesome, in my opinion. I definitely agree. What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I I, I think that the but uh what chronically Cal's saying here is making a lot of sense. Um I we we talked about this on uh the episode of Nintendo Noise this week. So you go check that out um, when it drops. Mm-hmm. Um where like I think the problem is that the switch isn't hot anymore, mm-hmm. right? Like, which is the mm-hmm. point of your video, right? Is that it's not that the switch is bad. It's mm-hmm. not that the switch has no games. It's nothing like that. It's that I think the allure of the switch, the freshness of the switch has, has waned mm-hmm. um, in the same way that, you know, when um, the switch dropped, like the PS4 and the Xbox one felt a little stale. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they had refreshes. Mm-hmm. And I think with the fact that everybody was really hoping for that switch pro announcement uh, around E3 season. Yep. Um, I think, I think that's part of the thing is that people wanted new hardware, but they didn't want the OLED switch. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of the kind of marquee titles that defined the early days of the switch are kind of lacking right now. You know, I think you can't argue that Animal Crossing isn't a marquee title, but to your point earlier, Parker, if you're not an Animal Crossing person, you're not an Animal Crossing person. And that was kind of the game last mm-hmm. year. And, you know, not to say that all the games that have come out this year haven't been great. I've enjoyed a lot of them, but I think it's definitely fair to say that they're more in the B or C tier of Nintendo franchise Possibly. hierarchy. Like I loved 3D World and um, Bowser's Fury. I had mm-hmm. such a good time with those games. Yeah, and I would like, say they're like A tier. But you know, if you really played 3D World on the Wii U, then obviously mm-hmm. it's not a new game for you. Yeah, and and say that you didn't. That's that's one. That's one. Or I would say A tier game. And then I think like your Pokemon Snaps, your mm-hmm. Mario Golf's, mm-hmm. your Bravely Defaults too. Mm-hmm. Um, not not to. Uh, say anything negative about those games um, those are all games that appeal to me and my sensibilities but I think that those are all more niche titles mm-hmm. and I think which I mean we way- saw through we'll we'll be looking at some fi- like um, financial figures and stuff like that here in a little bit and we see there for sure it's not like the fact that Animal Crossing could sell 10 million copies in like a week or whatever it was right. at the beginning, you know? Um, and the most of those newer titles was new Pokemon snap. I like two something million, like definitely reinforces to me that it's an awesome game that I really enjoy, but it, and it's like, as far as production quality, it's like all the way up there for Nintendo sure. switch titles. Yeah. But as far as, yeah, like it being a niche game versus a completely broad appeal game, it's definitely on the smaller end of that considering it's a Pokemon game, you know? Um, right. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's, it's not, it's not something that has the same mass appeal. That's going to like put waves through the industry as a mm-hmm. breath of the wild, as a Mario Odyssey, as you know, a Mario Kart. you know, mm-hmm. um, th- those titles all, you know, and granted, those are some of the best selling games on the console. Yeah, right. 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 But, I, of all but time I think, or whatever. <laughs> sure. Like, yeah. But I even think of something like fire emblem three houses, mm-hmm a couple years ago, right? Or Pokemon Sword and Shield, right? Mm -hmm. Where, you know, those are um, games that, or maybe Pokemon's a bad example, but Fire Emblem, right? Is a Mm -hmm. game that is is niche, Mm -hmm. but it was a moment. You know, it was a big moment on the Switch. And and you felt it 
through the Nintendo community, right? There was lots of people trying Fire Emblem for the first time and falling in love with it. Um, like I think both of us, Parker, yep, right? Absolutely. And and lots of people, you know, Receive one um, of these days, you know. Uh, hey, I played a good like uh, cool, three hours of it. Yeah, three right? hours. That's nothing. I'm just kidding. I mean, that's. That's how it's the nothing, was, but yeah, it was better than the 10 minutes. I got to see the, uh, yeah. the really bad fruit and you know, that was all I needed. <laughs> tried it. You tried. Um, he tried the really bad fruit. You can eat. I'm just kidding. Yeah, so, you can eat <laughs> I, I think when you don't have games like that, that are defining the moment mm -hmm. as much, um, it's easy to feel like, well, what's going on on the switch right now, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think especially when you have that in the context of there being, you know, shiny new, next gen now current gen consoles that are mm -hmm. you know have been released within the last um the last year you know a little bit less uh i think that also kind of exacerbates that yeah. problem you know and also you know nintendo hasn't been we haven't had like uh, a big direct like every quarter that is like here's what's imminent here's what's in the long term like we have so many studios from them that we don't know what they're working on right now mm -hmm. you know um so i think all of those things are kind of bubbling over to create this overall, I don't know, I, I think attitude of negativity around Nintendo a little bit in a way that we haven't seen pretty much through the entirety of the Switch. Mm -hmm. Because most people have just been like, Nintendo's killing it. Nintendo's amazing. <laughs> we love the Switch. It's had great games every single year. And now that we're in a bit of a lull, you know, I think people are, are kind of sitting there asking, okay, yeah. what next? It's interesting too, because I think the lull and all that kind of stuff is is not just person dependent, but is kind of community dependent too. We're like um, the two of you, me, AJ, whatever, like content creators, we tend to look at like the gaming space as a whole and like the like people's interest in things and all that, you know, like uh, talking about the fact that new Pokemon Snap is like where it falls in the interest level for people as a whole. But like, I can definitely imagine, and that's also just my tendency, even before creating content, I just like to think of things kind of in the big picture, like businessy sort of way or whatever, which I think there's some people that absolutely don't. Um, and in that case, like it totally, if you're in a circle of just like, like Monster Hunter fans, for example, which is a pretty big circle, arguably, um, like this year was that much more exciting because there were two new monster hunter franchise games. And so there's, there's an element of that. where like, where for, you know, for somebody last year at some point in time sucked for someone else. It's like, but there's Tokyo Mirage sessions and that's really exciting for me. And so, right. mm -hmm. you know, it's, it is interesting how those, the niches not only, um, uh, you know, do determine this for like individual people and especially the, the comment that kept coming up too that I talked about in the video, but like didn't really harp on very much so I can understand it kind of being overlooked is anybody who just got a switch. Like I'm pretty much this video was talking to people who got a switch in like 2017 or 2018. Right. And maybe some people beyond that, especially if they like, you know, racked through their backlog incredibly quickly or something like that. Um, but if you've been following the switch for most of its lifespan, then there's a good chance that you feel somewhere in this same camp. Maybe not. But if you literally just got a switch four days ago, then like you don't, you're, everything's exciting. You know, there's like hundreds of games, but it's still, that's not like the gaming landscape necessarily. Yeah. It's, that's not the conversation. And that's where I'd, I'd say with Chronically Cal too, I like, I enjoy the discourse, the like, 
kind of big picture stuff of that, um, like, like he was saying. And so that's something that, um, isn't as person dependent, I suppose a little bit again within communities, but as a whole, it's, it's, I miss the times when it was more fun to watch Nintendo YouTube videos, you know, and I haven't changed that much. Um, like I know, like I don't watch Nintendo news videos. That's definitely different, but there just were more creative and interesting Nintendo YouTube videos earlier on in the lifespan because people had more energy to be interesting about it, I guess. And now and it's just, I guess Pete, more people were looking for it as well, right? Ex- because totally. it was a new Absolutely. fresh thing. So there's yeah. more incentive for creators to make those things. Whereas at the moment, if you're a YouTube creator, there's tons of incentive, or especially last year to make things about like the next gen consoles, the Xbox mm-hmm. and the PlayStation yeah. five, because that's what's getting the clicks. That's what's getting the views. Mm-hmm. So I guess a lot of creators kind of shifted and swung over that way. But I think going into next year with Splatoon, three announced with, yeah. with the breath of the wild sequel i think we'll probably see a swing back again mm-hmm. and you know, yeah and that, exactly and there's going to be a, another switch at some point yeah. there's bound to be a sequel to this console mm-hmm. and i think then then the other consoles will be kind of midway through their cycle Mm-hmm. And it will be like right. The Switch is the new hotness again, and and people, man, the PS5 uh, and the Xbox Series X are feeling a little stale. <laughs> you know? Honestly, I, I mean, I was, I'll get to that in a comment where it brings it up. Uh, whatever, I'll just get to it now. I would argue, even as somebody who isn't going to get an Xbox Series X or PS5 or whatever, but that those consoles in and of themselves don't have nearly the novelty shelf life that the Switch ever did you know and that's not to say that you can't absolutely love the consoles but i think they're as you can tell with people like who have a ps5 and are like i I don't really know what to play on it because not a whole lot has come out or something along those lines and i know i'm speaking to a ps5 fanboy you want to give you you want to give me a soapbox right now parker (laughs) you know that that's how i felt like first year of the switch you remember like the first week it was i've got breath of the wild Mm -hmm. and i was hungry for other stuff you know i was downloading everything snipper clips Mm -hmm. there was that um that one with all the shapes that you shoot i can't remember the name of the game and i I uh graceful explosion machine yep yep i I picked last master two anything that showed up I would buy, you know, yep. apart from troll and I, right. <laughs> anything else. I Pretty would much buy anything. Yeah. I love, I, I just, as a side note, I love that there's this fairly small, I mean, it's several million people, um, but this kind of just small group of people that all have this shared experience of exactly that those games like yeah. troll and I means a very specific thing to me. It means a game that I thought would look cool and then found out was the jankiest thing ever. And I didn't buy because it was the jankiest thing ever, but I still thought looked cool. And I feel like there's like at least a hundred thousand plus people that feel exactly yeah. that same way. Shout out to snake pass too. Yeah, that was another exactly. really good early, oh, like yeah, yeah. random ass great, indie game yeah. that I was like, Oh, um, this game is great. And fast RMX. <laughs> I was waiting for Mario Kart mm-hmm. to come out and I downloaded fast RMX yeah. and it was like nothing like, like Mario so Kart, but that's, I still love it. I mentioned that very briefly in, in my video too, that like the, in the early days of the switch, you were lucky to get five games at all come out within a week and now literally so i counted the last week of july take a guess on how many games came out on the eShop the last week of july i mentioned it in the video but you guys didn't see it so you don't know just like wild guess 97 oh that's way more never mind <laughs> okay 
<laughs> it was I, I was thinking you're going to be like, I don't know, like 30. It was 43, which to me still okay. feels like truly so many games to come out in one week. Like that's seven okay, days. Yeah, one week. That's yeah. quite a lot. <laughs> and I like, mean, when you put it in the perspective of like, I think that's about what, like a fifth of the entirety of the games that were ever released on the Nintendo entertainment system. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, <laughs> and like within the first um that's that's more than 10% of the first year of the switch. And mm -hmm. that was a, a, when it had an eShop still like it, it, I think had like 300 ish games within the first year that 43 games, it's at again, I don't know, like 15%, something like that. Um, so yeah, that's like just, but at this point it's funny. Cause I, yeah, like truly couldn't tell you more than a couple of the games that came out and that's because they were the big ones. Um, and whereas in the early days, like I, I know every single game that came out. So it's, it is an interesting thing. And like, there was, I think more fun, like conversation to be had back then. Whereas then now, like I think about E3 this year and people are still talking about Metroid Dread for sure. For a little while, people were still talking about Breath of the Wild 2. Nobody's talking about WarioWare. Nobody's talking about Mario Party. Nobody's talking about- uh, Steve and I are, we are. Okay, well, good. <laughs> but like in general, Oh, I oh, can't. Steve, you're muted, but you're I, muted I see for... you. Uh, yeah, yeah, we are. I, they, they were the two most like games I was most excited about. Nice. That and Advance Wars. It was like yeah. a resurgence for the GBA generation. Yeah, no, totally. It's super exciting, but like it's it is like there's a palpable difference. The fact that there's not at least one new pretty popular video every week about each of those games. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, and that's that's just different. It's like general conversation wise things are taking a change i'm going to read the next comment now pat green said um and this is funny because this kind of goes back to a little bit what you were saying earlier pete um pat green hello pat green said hey parker nice video thanks uh i think about halfway through the oled announcement my switch excitement died a little i love the system i want the oled model too for that matter but till that moment everything was more exciting ha <laughs> milking this gen makes financial sense but it seems safe doesn't it making a higher performance model for the mid-gen refresh would really have been a bold move so uh, gut reaction to this well not gut reaction i read it and then i copy pasted it and then i'm reading it again now so um but agreed like i think there's um there was kind of some potential energy excitement going about the switch pro for so long that it got it didn't get met when the switch yeah. oled thing announcement happens yeah. um and that's no shade on the switch oled but it's just like if you set your expectations at something and then something less than come is talked about then like there's not a whole lot to be done. You're just going to be deflated probably, you know, but maybe not. Maybe you're the kind of person that can just be like, oh, I mean, I would typically say that I'm the kind of person that can just like shrug it off and be like, eh, it is what it is. Um, yeah. That was I, genuinely, my... I was genuinely disappointed because yeah. I was like, ready for the Switch Pro. And I, I like just truly doubled down on all of those rumors. The more mm -hmm. we were getting out Bloomberg each week, it was like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I believe this, you know. Yeah. And I still think it's true for at some point. Like I, yeah, yeah. It feels know. like two things got conflated. There is probably gonna be one yeah. with the new Nvidia chip, and there is mm -hmm. one with the new OLED screen, and eventually those two will become one and the same. Yeah. But it does feel like, uh, you know, it was it was kind of out of nowhere as well. The announcement was just dropped on Twitter, and it was very kind of strange mm -hmm. how they how they did it. 
but I also wonder if you're not tuned into the rumors and this kind of thing, mm-hmm. how many people were expecting a Switch Pro and to mm, just have like none. a new nicer Switch that, oh, I was planning on buying a Switch. Now there's a new one. That's really great. I think I can go I, and I buy think that- a, a fresh new console. That's totally a salient point. And I think it, it speaks to something that Parker said earlier, which is that I think a lot of people like us, right? So either, mm-hmm. you know, video game YouTubers, podcasters, whatever, or people that watch that stuff mm-hmm. all think that our experience and the people mm-hmm. we know mm-hmm. are representative of all people. And we're not right. Like I, I have lots of friends that are gamers that I would even say are, are arguably hardcore gamers, right? Play a lot of video games, mm-hmm. but don't pay attention to video game media that way. Mm-hmm. And like might have an idea of games that are like coming up that they're interested in at some capacity, mm-hmm. but like, you know, aren't like they might know that the next horizon is coming out. Right. But they're not like, Oh, Horizon got delayed. Oh my God. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like they don't care like that. They might not have even been aware that it was promised for this year, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, right? Like those folks are content playing old games or, you know, mm-hmm. be like, oh, I, I didn't play Ghost of Tsushima three years ago. I'm going to buy it now on sale for $3 and enjoy it just as much as you yeah. did, you know? And I, I those think in are- general, fully agreed. The only thing I would say as a slight counter argument is I've I've encountered more people than I expected to talk about the Switch Pro that I'm like, who you don't care that much. Like they have a yeah. Switch, they play mm. some games and I like totally anecdotal evidence. But like, I, I wonder if that Switch Pro thing, because it's been such a long time rumor that just the verbiage of it, not even the details of like, it's 4K, it's this, it's that. But I, I feel like it's become like a playground rumor kind of thing where like just, yeah, a guy at my church that, you know, plays, has a Switch and he found out that I do Nintendo stuff and he's like, so the Switch. And then I talked, I said too many things that was like, he was like, oh, that, that's a lot of information. Um, and it, <laughs> that kind of, a you know, framework or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. he was like, what about that Switch Pro rumor? To where like, I, it seems like that's something that's, you know, kind of pervaded. However, I wonder if for those people, they think that Switch OLED is the Switch Pro. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, like they that's could a good well, point. It looks, it's a bigger screen. It's nicer. Yeah. It's got that different kickstand. It's the mm-hmm. slightly, you know, different footprint. It's white. <laughs> Everybody knows white technology, very hip right now. Very hip. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. But I mean, to overall, to Pat Green's point, I don't know why I said your whole name. <laughs> to Pat's point, uh, <laughs> I, I think there is truth to that, to like that there was mo- some momentum and it was towards the wrong thing. And that was, and like, now that the thing was wrong, uh, it's like sinking back into the other things feels, uh, I don't know, different, you know, in any case, uh, continuing on, I, I tried to get more and more negative as we went Not Those first two weren't negative at all. Um, I can't remember if this one is at all. No, it's not. Uh, Michael Wright said, I find the switch boring at times, but believe that it's kind of the SNES of its time. 30 years down the road, we or our kids are going to pull this system out and play it for nostalgia alone. It's not something PlayStation, Xbox, or PC, or even PC really have. A nostalgia factor that makes the system exciting now and for future audiences. Do you know, I, I, like, I like the sentiment but I really hope that's not the case. I really want, I really want Nintendo to mm-hmm. actually commit to doing decent backwards compatibility. Okay, so again, that's a good point. Games yeah. on a console that's yeah. modern on like a, not a 720p screen 
in mm-hmm. 30 years time Yep. I want something that's that's new and mm-hmm. fresh. I mean, I like Xbox, like how you can continue playing pretty much all Xbox games on the yeah. newest. And so mm-hmm. where you can still have nostalgia for the OG Xbox, but that nostalgia can be taken part in on the Xbox Series X. That's that's a really good because I initially, I mean, I I mean, I still agree in general that like as far as lineup, I think people chastise it now sometimes, um, but like. When, I think when the switch is done, as far as like the whole console, I would argue that it'll probably be one of one of, if not the best of all of Nintendo consoles. Like people, I, I feel I like it's, been, so. I, I feel like it. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> I think it's safe think to say it's already that. in contention yeah. for that. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. And um, it's easy to not feel that way in the moment, because right now you're like, there's not an amazing game coming out next week that I can play or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. But that's because we've already played some of those games. You stack up all the wins that the Switch has already had, and, it, yeah. and you compare that to even the last two genera. I think there are probably more breakout all-time great Nintendo games mm-hmm. on the Switch than there are in the last two generations of Nintendo mm-hmm. consoles. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's true. I mean, I would, again, I would argue, I would agree with this comment against the, or as contrasted to PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. That Not I don't that those don't, I, w- I wouldn't say that they don't have it. I would say to a lesser extent and depends on the console for those for sure. Um, and also like personal experience. I um, also, it's just cause like, I'm more of a fan of Nintendo or whatever, but like whenever people are like, look at this PS1 lineup, what a great lineup of games. And then I look at those, there's a lot fewer of those games that I'm like, yeah, I really want to play that game. That's like, you know, like, I feel like some of those are, some of those consoles really thrived on the fact that they had the like third-party multi-platform kind of thing. But those mm-hmm. games have cheapened a little bit over time. Like they don't stand the test of time always as well. Some ab- absolutely do. Um, but so I mean, that's... I, I always argue that I don't think any of the N64 games really stand up in terms of like, <laughs> yeah, and how they play I... now. I don't think that the Nintendo games of those same eras hold up any better for the most mm-hmm. part. It depends, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think yeah. that I, I don't necessarily agree with that because I think that that is a very um, Nintendo fan perspective yeah, that sure. Nintendo stuff is better and more nostalgic and, and, <laughs> and like me too. Right. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. You see my case of Amiibos and everything, <laughs> but you know, like yeah. um Speaking as somebody who's, you know, like I'm an only child, right? Yeah. And I'm not athletic. So <laughs> um, when I was a little kid, video games were my one thing. Yeah. And then eventually I picked up music too, right? So aside from that, like games were my thing. So I've pretty much had every platform, every mm-hmm. generation that I've been cognizant enough to want them, you yeah. know? So when I think back on like the stuff that I'm nostalgic for with games, like, PlayStation and Xbox are absolutely a part of that. And I mm-hmm. think if you go and look at uh, a PlayStation podcast or an Xbox podcast mm-hmm. of people who have that same lineage with those consoles instead of Nintendo, um, you'd see the same argument being made there, yeah. right? Where, cause like you think about how, what was one of the first images that was going around when Xbox announced the design labs was coming back with someone recreating the Xbox 360 controller, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. there's nostalgia there oh oh um, totally yeah and I, I think too like to, on the pro side of that was a thing i was going to say that i've kind of forgotten until i said that sentence um but to yeah to agree there's more and more i think it's becoming true we're like um especially looking at the ps1 for example first party 
titles weren't as much of a priority then oh, they definitely weren't. they didn't really they have just first parties yeah exactly yeah. so and like then, there's an element of the okay i remember all the things i was going to say now i was kind of fluffing for a second there um Nintendo, like their first party thing and all that means that they can have a Disney vault approach, which means that those games are always going to be like, you can always feel nostalgic for them. Whereas because earlier consoles for the X for Xbox and for PlayStation were more third parties and first parties, as far as like the really breakout hits um, with exceptions, obviously, then those games have all kind of come back in their own different forms and have you know, so you can't have it's it's harder to have quite as robust a nostalgia, not not for the platform, but like for me as an outsider, I can yeah. look at the N64 and be like, here's a bunch of games that I've never played. And I could look at all of them at the same time. And or maybe SNES is a better example because I didn't have an SNES when it happened. Um, I can be like, I want to go back and play all these games. But with yes. the PS1 classic or something like that, it's like, yeah, I could play that game there. That oh, game's that a lot PS1 better there. PS1 classic was like a trash line. Oh yeah, it was bad. Really? It was but I will that. say that like third that PlayStation, Xbox and stuff, as far as first party stuff goes now, moving forward are doing incredibly better to where now like i think all of the consoles are just gonna stand the test of time as far as first party stuff goes from like ps5 xbox series x and nintendo switch like those libraries i mean we could be proven wrong by the by the end of them for for some of them for sure but i think those libraries are just gonna look like stellar by the time they're done i think across so. the board I mean, I think I think to your point, like both of the both the competition, right, who are who are younger, mm -hmm. um, their legacy is something that is like fairly recent yeah, to them. Right. You know, mm -hmm. like they, like you think about, you know, um, the PlayStation 2 is the best selling console of all time. Right. Obviously, a lot of people have mm -hmm. connections with PlayStation. Um, but I think like PlayStation kind of celebrating its past is something mm -hmm. that's like they still haven't quite figured out yeah. you know um and then, but i like, think they did a great job with um the the like ps5 packing game like, the oh uh, astro, astro, astro yeah uh, that, that yeah, was yeah. great with the with the labo which is just ridiculously named mm -hmm. just <laughs> stolen uh but I, you know i even think that when i think back to my childhood the majority of the games i think about are actually pc games which i don't think many people of my age yeah feel that way heroes so, of might like, and magic Definitely. yeah like the Definitely. age of empires the mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um diablos the um that's like i feel like a person a little bit older than us thing <laughs> like like um Possibly. like my friend uh my friend relic vampire who's a, a twitch streamer um is like a couple years older than us and is like has a, a, a huge nostalgia for the, a lot of the same games mm -hmm, that you do mm -hmm. and i'm like mm -hmm. i feel like that's like a person who's like 31 type energy you know <laughs> but you know secretly that's how old i am Pete. you know <laughs> is that why you always call me a boomer because you want to like <laughs> hide the fact that you're actually it, older yeah. than me uh, you're Absolutely. you're a boomer <laughs> yeah um i'm, I'm 28 <laughs> i turned 30 soon that's crazy continuing on um i'm gonna go to the next comments and we'll keep moving here joshua said um so this is getting into the negative ones which is great because i want to talk about these this is here we go. Joshua said, kind of wish you would have stuck to one point of view rather than indecisive. Possible, possibly follow up with different video with separate opinion. Just very unfulfilling. Ironically, I am following up with a different video. It's this one. It's the podcast. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to do a, a real one. Um, 
I did, I did respond to this. I think I responded to most of these comments too, which is, it's fun to respond to comments. Um, but for one thing, I was like, I wonder if you finished the video, if you did, then that's on me for not doing a good job of articulating my point. Cause like, all right, you know, I didn't articulate well enough, but I feel like it was, it was a pretty straightforward point. Um, but again, I'm not defending myself, but I just wanted to, for anybody who like it, it felt that way, um, the it being unfulfilling part, I I feel like there is an element where it's like it's more fun or entertaining to watch a personality that's either dead right or dead wrong or like has a strong opinion about something even though you disagree with it or something like that. I'm sure that's more entertaining, but it's not honest. And so like yeah. I'm not gonna just be like Switch is boring and it's dumb and like none of these games are good anymore. They used to have good games, now they have dumb games. Um, because that's that's not the case. But the real final point of the thing for me was i mean i've already said at this point plenty of times i'm not going to reiterate it again but yeah it just wanted to grab that comment for whatever reason um last one here we go uh i'm gonna say this wrong kawe gonclaves goncalves gon except for it's a c with a little city so that's I don't, the sound yeah yeah so it's that it's hello welcome to this comment um said nah who cares the games are still there people are just too nostalgic not boring at all your point is literally there's many more games and it's kind of boring dude do you prefer wonder or playing games wtf if you because i mentioned that like that was eh, kind of long-winded whatever um i brought up wonder and that that was like a fun part of the early days of the switch that like i was like i don't know what it's going to be and that was Kind of what we talked about earlier about like the conversations up. If you prefer wonder, maybe gaming isn't for you. Just be a journalist. And honestly, all, yeah. Have you ever claimed to be a journalist? No. You're a Nintendo YouTuber. <laughs> Those are not the same thing. Very true. Um, and my wife, who has a journalism degree, would obviously <laughs> like, yeah, beg to differ with that. I mean, and there is an aspect of truth to this where like part of the fun for me for us as content creators as people probably watching a lot of these videos isn't just the playing games but is the part surrounding it too the yeah part right. the conversation part like so yeah i mean but that's you know i'm also like said multiple times that it's also now it's up to the games you know that's the part that's um really going to be make it or break it for whether the switch is exciting or not, it's like, are there cool games coming out on it? Obviously there was nothing in 2020 besides that was going on. I mean, there was COVID, but like in, in March animal crossing came out and there was no new hardware or whatever. It was just animal crossing and animal crossing was the thing that people got excited about. So like, I mean, we got the it. animal crossing switch as well. That was pretty, that's awesome. true. You make a good point. Yeah. I don't know. I think this, this, comments kind of nonsense i gotta be honest with you uh <laughs> listener if you're listening to this i feel like you're being a little a little critical um wonder is like absolutely part of like the video game experience like if you're if you're in it beyond just playing the games which mm -hmm. obviously all of us are or we wouldn't be here talking about it right we'd be going and we'd be playing a game right now um part of the fun of it is the news cycle is the hype is mm -hmm you know, the conversation, it, it, that's, that's part of the, that's part of the thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't I think, think we spoke about it, I think on this, on this week's show. Um, and it's the whole FOMO I get whenever there's a new game released and it's yeah. like, I know this game right. isn't for me. Like, 
say it's say it's a new Pokemon game, and I'm mm-hmm. not really into Pokemon, or uh, like a new Smash Bros. Because I'm terrible at that game, as AJ <laughs> will tell you. Uh, <laughs> he tried teaching me on stream. Maybe once you're better than you think. You never know. No, I'm not. I'm not. I don't think so. (laughs) I think Steve's exactly as good as he thinks. (laughs) Uh, But I get drawn in anyway, because everyone's posting screenshots mm -hmm. and talking about how great it is. Mm -hmm. And that is the kind of, I guess, the magic that you were talking about that you want to try and recapture because Mm -hmm. it was that time at the beginning when everything was fresh and everything was new. And you obviously can't have that all the time. Yeah, right. And also, yeah. I don't know that we ever will to the extent that we did at the early days. Of I was just about to say that. Go for it. Yeah. All you. Because like coming off of the Wii U. 100%. <laughs> was such a down point, you know, like, like, right. Me, Mr. Mr. Nintendo guy. Right. <laughs> I, I was one of those people who was like, man, I bought a Wii U and I wanted to believe and Nintendo has not delivered. And I feel mm. like it's time to pack it up. Like. Yeah. Yeah, I think we both had the same argument. It's like, just do a Sega and just put your awesome games on other platforms. And I I was like, keep putting out handhelds, right? Mm -hmm. Keep keep doing handhelds, but stop making consoles because you're not supporting them and Mm -hmm. you're just putting them out to die and throwing stuff at the wall and hoping something sticks, you know? Mm -hmm. And it just was frustrating, you know? And then they had made that announcement that they were bringing the handheld and home console development teams in the same houses. They were going to be sharing resources. Then we learned about the NX that Mm -hmm. became the switch. And it was like, it felt like Nintendo was like a Phoenix rising from the ashes, you know, like after this really long point of, and even as far back, you look at the Wii and the DS where it was like, Nintendo became the casual family friendly. Mm -hmm. It became kind of a punchline to a lot of hardcore gamers and then the Wii U and the 3DS kind of were just slightly less successful versions of those same ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the 3DS. Yeah, the Wii U was but... only slightly less successful than the Wii U, right? Just a little. Just, just a little. <laughs> just, uh, you know. But even like, as far as not even sales wise, but just sticking the landing of the concept. Yeah, still, right. Yeah, of slightly like, less successful. Yeah. Even if, even for all the things that you could criticize the Wii for, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Wii was innovative and mm-hmm. the desire to get one was immediate because the messaging of what it was was clear and everyone was like yes this is a product that i want Mm -hmm. and you definitely couldn't say that about the wii u (laughs) and i think the switch was successful for that same reason that like it had that immediate you understand what this is the messaging is super clear you can see how it appeals to families you can see how it appeals to hardcore gamers it had breath of the wild day one we knew mario was coming later that year Mm -hmm. like I don't we think saw we'll... Skyrim being played on a plane. Yeah, it was right. like, yeah, how is this even possible? And yeah, and, and you were like, mm-hmm. and I remember being like, there's no way it'll be that fast. Like, mm-hmm. this is probably, you know, like they're Editing probably showing best case scenarios mm-hmm. right, yeah. and everything. And and it was like, no, it is. It's that simple. It just yeah. works and it has a great library. And all yeah. of those things were novel at the time because mm-hmm. Nintendo had not wowed us with a product that was that attractive Mm -hmm. that didn't feel like it was made for kids that had an immediately identifiable and attractive library out the gate. Like, I don't think you'll ever have a perfect storm like that again, not only in terms of that many quality things being decided on and coming together at the same time, but Mm -hmm. also coming off of such a low point because if the the switch continues to be the successful, we'll never be that low for us to get that high again. Yeah. Exactly. Like even if skip the switch pro next, like uh, January, they put out a trailer for the Nintendo switch two. And it's like 
as powerful as the PS5 and the Xbox Series X somehow magically and whatever, you know, like that kind of stuff still couldn't recapture exactly that because like you said yeah. it's not coming off of that low where it's like um now the idea of having handheld gaming be powerful in and of itself is like okay that's you know pretty standard and like more powerful ideally you know but with like with the steam deck and stuff it's like it's exciting mm -hmm. but it's also not like mind-blowing at the same time even if it was like way more powerful than the switch just the idea of having powerful games in your hands is like there's uh whatever that's i always forget this phrase um where like benefits get lost over the more you increase oh, diminishing, oh returns. diminishing returns diminishing returns you guys got it um yeah there's just diminishing returns at that point and like that's totally fine and like honestly i'm very happy still with what the switch is again it's not to round out the video that topic it's not as exciting as it once was totally fine but i'm still really happy with what the product is yeah but at the same time would love to see it get more refined get stronger and stuff so that it can just those diminishing returns that's totally fine just diminish them go ahead but some returns would be nice as well <laughs> so <laughs> you know it's um yeah it's it's an interesting thing and we're i'm gonna call it there any last comments on the video there that whole topic before we close out of that part no, I don't, I don't think so. I think we passed some up. Yep, we did it. So um, super quickly going to go through the news thing. I mean, literally, um, there's not a ton of news other than Nintendo had their quarter one financial stuff for 2022. Uh, you guys talked about it on your podcast. Sounds like some too, right? We did. Yeah, okay. we, did, yeah. we talked all about it. Yeah. So we'll let, we'll let you guys do most of it. Um, the highlights real quick are yeah new pokemon snap sold 2.07 million um but also like i don't know metopia sold over a million that's nice to see and surprising Golf, yeah honestly um ring fit adventures in the top 10 now that's super fun and um yeah more things and mario kart is still like selling like crazy we are never getting a new mario kart no. it's never it's gonna keep selling this one forever yep. and ever and ever <laughs> i was convinced i absolutely convinced animal crossing was gonna overtake it and then now mario kart sold four million more yeah. copies honestly so that's like, the thing no is way. like animal crossing had a huge bump and it'll still have sales for a while but there's it could have it if if the rumors are true slash their hints are true that there's a really big update coming down the down the line, then maybe that could if pull that like tweet isn't just a complete fabrication. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Because um, there's two things. There's that one tweet. And then also there was Q&A with Doug Bowser at some point. And he said yeah, he something that like hinted at like, we know people are wanting more updates and blah, blah, blah. And we're going to do those. But he could mean anything as small, you know, like it feels like there would be something big and it's been so long now since we've had anything substantial, but you got to imagine they want to do a paid update to that game at some point. Yeah. It's 30, 30, uh, 3.89 million copies. Like, yeah, you want to put out some DLC. Yeah. That. <laughs> so, you know that, but yeah, I don't think at this point, like, whereas Mario Kart is just gonna like, he's just going to keep selling. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't put out a season pass for it though. Like that's my thing Mario, is like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. For, like, Oh, just put Mario, out more just, new yeah. stuff yeah, for I yeah. guess right. I guess they could, but like they already had the stuff. I mean, what do you yeah. do more Mercedes? Yeah, just put Nintendo more put more stuff. random Nintendo characters in it. They put like Link and, and the Animal Crossing characters I'm, in there. Like, yeah, my like, only guesses are like add some yeah. like new stuff in, couldn't you? Like maybe there's an arms course or like mm -hmm. stuff yeah. like that from the new. Franchise. Why not? 
I, I do wonder if they've got Mario Kart 9 just in their back pocket, not literally done, but just like just slowly working on it because Can you imagine they finished it and they're like, we're sitting on it until this stops selling, man. Honestly, like, we're never going to put it out. Like, <laughs> and that, that that's why, you know, they were like, they had these ideas that are intrinsic to what Mario Kart 9 is, blah, 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 whatever. And that they, it would be harder to add stuff, like pull from that to bring it back to Mario Kart 8 instead. And that, that, that would jeopardize somehow Mario Kart 9. Cause they did add stuff at the beginning, like the deluxe part of Mario Kart 8, like, it is deluxe comparatively, but yeah, sure. not having paid DLC seems like a waste of just like, money on an opportunity. Table. Exactly. You know, yeah. Charge me 20 bucks and give me another pack of courses <laughs> and some more characters. Yeah. How hard would that be? Here's the other thought for the Animal Crossing thing is if um if they do a big update, I could see it a selling to more people because it just gets talked about and like more people will then buy it and all that stuff. But also they could easily get um people to buy their own switch because they want to have that update and like rebuy animal crossing for themselves. Like I know. Um, so I talk I, about I a godson every once in a while. Yeah. My partner, because we I refused, absolutely refused yep. to share an Island. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's the thing. Yeah. Like, um, so my godson is playing animal crossing and then we're actually hanging out with, with his parents um, in a little bit here. And Stephanie, his mom was saying, to, to my wife, Ashley, she was like, yeah, I've gotten kind of hooked on Animal Crossing. And like, I wouldn't be too surprised if down the road, they ended up, instead of having their family switch that's shared with everybody, they end up slowly getting other switches, rebuying yeah. Animal Crossing. So that's like yep. long-term sales potential of Animal Crossing is double dipping because of a kind of annoying thing that Nintendo did. <laughs> Oh, uh, you have to admit that you like you have to think that was intentional though. They, they are you kidding me? Absolutely. Yeah. For exactly the reason we're describing, because yep. they yeah. suckered how many people in especially and, that it happened during the pandemic when yeah. people were like, Yeah, whatever, forget it. I'll buy a switch. Where else was, am I going? It was the like, most frustrating time for it to happen though, because you could not get at one. No, that's yeah. why we tried before. to get one for my sister-in-law for like two months. It took mm. so long. It wasn't until like three weeks after her birthday the GameStop had one bundle for like 530 dollars that i mean when oh i say gosh. we it was like her parents and uh, we kind of went in on it but like oh man we lot. did that for my future sister-in-law and it was funny mm -hmm. because um we had had the idea and i was like mm, i don't know that we're going to be able to find a switch <laughs> and then i went on twitter and like mm -hmm. wario 64 was like oh switch is back on stock on amazon and That's i was awesome. like yoink like literally <laughs> that day and i was like wow you have the best luck with Amazon. <laughs> Specifically with getting like consoles on Amazon. Right, it's always like, Amazon for you. Look at it. Click right through. So there you go. There's that stuff. That's the news that we're going to talk about. Um, we're done talking about the news. That was really fast. <laughs> Nailed it. it. Is. We did it. We're going to finish up with a Q&A, which we love to do. There's not a ton of questions this time, other than I asked a question on YouTube, um, the YouTube community, and put a poll out. And so lots of people answered the poll. So quickly... We'll end up going through these pretty quickly. But I asked when people got their switch based on the video that I made um, this week. It would be it was interesting to find out. And so of the people that watch our channel and respond to this stuff, the spread is like pretty early heavy. It's yeah. 48% in 2017, 32 in 2018, and then single digits for 2019 to 2020. Uh, 2019, 9%, 2020, 9%, 2021, 2%. Before I get into the comments, what what do you guys take away for this for so what i wonder i guess is what i'm trying to say is like are 
are people that are buying the Switch more recently just buying it and playing it and not really taking part in the discourse, not doing the YouTube thing about it? You know, if like it's something yeah. that you got in on the early days and you stuck with, or you maybe didn't really get in at all, kind of. I th- isn't that the same with anything though? Like, yeah, you're an early adopter of a console, you're an enthusiast, you're more likely to be engaged with it, yeah. and then as it just becomes something you can walk into a store and go, oh, they've got a Switch. Oh, there's a Mario game right next mm-hmm. to it. I know I like Mario. I'm going to get mm-hmm. those two together. That you just happen to pick it up. So it's a um, chicken and egg thing of, you're saying, I think the opposite of what I was thinking, but that totally makes sense that it's it's the the people predisposed to watch the channel are the ones that got it early on in the first place. Yeah. Right. And so the people that are getting it now are ones that also aren't predisposed to really care that much about the big picture of it. Like, um, like, like attach rates and stuff like that probably are, you know, the whole, like on average set people have bought 7.1 games per person. Yeah. And that's definitely skewed more towards me. Who's bought mm-hmm. dozens and dozens of games versus somebody else. Who's what? You know, and do you remember one? like at the beginning when they sold more copies of breath of the wild than they had <laughs> switches, it's like, that's yeah. the enthusiast mentality of like, mm-hmm. I'm going to have one copy as a collector's edition. That's just going to sell on my shelf forever. And oh, I was thinking that was because it. they just didn't have enough switches ahead of the editing. <laughs> <Definitely both. laughs> yeah. That's what I, 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 that's what I did. I got my copy of breath of the wild and I couldn't find a switch <laughs> for like, um... that's so funny. I was going to wait for a fun uh, anecdote. My plan was to wait till Mario Odyssey came out to get a Switch. Um, I was like, it's going to be hard. But like, again, I didn't have a Wii U. I only was getting back into Nintendo like when the Switch was announced. Um, and like, I, I had, I'd been getting back into playing my Wii or like I, I got a Wii when we got married in 20, we got married in 2015, but I guess I got it later than that. Whatever. In 2016, I played literally Sky or not Sky Resort, uh, Twilight Princess and Mario Kart Wii and was like, yeah, Nintendo is fun. That was like, that was it. That was the whole extent of my gaming that year. <laughs> and then they announced the Switch. And I was like, this seems pretty cool and started just getting into like all the YouTube videos talking about it. Um, but yeah, then it, it, a month after the Switch came out, I was like, <laughs> really want to get one and my tax return came in and it was like just the right amount of money for i was like ashley do i get a switch or do we put this towards our credit cards and she said get a switch i said okay (laughs) that's why we got married (laughs) yeah Uh, Yeah, i think i think that makes sense though right because you think about um i think the people who are getting it early right are already excited about the product or excited about nintendo in general and i think we you talked about right how we all everyone who's an early adopter had that same experience Mm -hmm. and i think that because there was that excitement and also not that much to do i think it encouraged the youtube podcast communication you know community around it because everybody was like oh this thing is so incredible. Breath of the Wild is so incredible. Can you imagine what Metroid mm-hmm. Prime 4 is going to be like? Can you imagine what Odyssey is going to be like? Can you imagine this, that? Yep. And I think that, you know, those kinds of people probably found Fanatics 4 then and have been ride or die with you since. Yeah, and honestly, probably too, it's um, it's probably skewed based on what our channel is as well. There yeah, you go. Right. Yeah, I have to do that sometimes as well. I, Gotta get the I've refocus. Been out of focus yeah. For a while. yeah. Um, based on what our channel is, our channel really is still doing the thing 
that I enjoyed and AJ enjoyed and stuff about like, I mean, that's the reason I joined the channel partly was because I really liked what Fnatic 4 was doing, but it was very of 2017, 2018, like thinking about fun things Nintendo could do and all that kind of stuff. Um, whereas, you know, somebody who came in for Animal Crossing probably is watching some YouTube stuff, but it's an Animal Crossing YouTube channel, you know, or like, yeah. which those definitely exist where that's literally all they talk about is Animal Crossing. Chewy plays. YouTube yeah, there you go. <laughs> so at that point, you know, you've got tons of people that started in 2020 and some in 2017, it would definitely skewed in the 2020 direction. Um, so, you know, it's probably all that to say, everybody that's listening, just thanks so much for sticking around because you're great. Um, that's it. Let's, I'm going to read some of these uh, most, yeah, none of these are actually like question questions. So they're just shout outs for what you commented. Joshua Taylor said, I typically wait till there's enough games I want to get on the system that's out or coming out. When Mario Maker 2, Link's Awakening Remake, and Luigi's Mansion were coming soon, I felt the Switch had a decent library by then and picked up a Switch in May 2019 with Odyssey and soon after that, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I can't imagine having that level of restraint. I really no, can't. Me neither. I mean, I it's mean, gotta be that like, for me, you know, it was, I played Breath of the Wild. Like I'd seen lots of Breath of the Wild stuff, but I was okay waiting for it. I went to a friend's house that had a Wii U on launch day and he, and we played the first 20 minutes of Breath of the Wild. I was like, oh no. <laughs> like, and then like watch Nintendo Life videos. I'm like, amazing things you could do in Breath of the Wild. I was like, ah. But if I just stayed away from it for a while and remembered this game seems like it could be cool, I could maybe see having more. I stay. genuinely couldn't. Like, I watched that GDC talk on uh, oh, design yep. for Breath of the Wild. And I was like, I need to buy this game. Like <laughs> I need it right now. I, remember I wish they did more of that stuff, honestly. That was so interesting. I know. Yeah, it really was. I remember as soon as they did that first console like presentation where they're like, here's what the switch is. Yeah. I was like, I'm in whatever. <laughs> Tell me when, when can I pre-order it? Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> um, next one. Aztec Wolfman said, I've got, I got breath of the wild before I even got my switch. Hey, look at that. <laughs> Luckily I only had to wait two months after launch to get my switch. Two, two months. months. Oh, that I had two time. weeks. That's a long time. <laughs> I love, I love the, I love characterizing that as only, only know, two that's... months. I would have lost my damn mind <laughs> at that point. Two months just sitting with it in the, in the do shrink you, wrap. Do you unseal it though? Like, do you take it out and have I wouldn't, it, you know, you just lick the cartridge, that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give that go. Do you know, I've never done that. Me neither. I had yeah, no me neither. We're all not dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, continues to say, then began what felt like almost an eternity for me to finally play Splatoon 2. Yep. True. Um, Luciano Nicolas Garcia said, got my Switch right after Metro Prime 4 was announced. I, at right. first, I thought it was going to say right after Metro Prime 4, and I was like, that I'm so exactly. sorry, Luciano. That's um, can you imagine if you bought if you bought it just because Metro Prime Four? I can, yes, and yeah. that was the only game you were excited about. It's like the people that bought the Wii U when they saw the oh. the Zelda preview. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it can technically come out on that console, but you don't want to play it there. Yeah. So it continues. I bought it with Splatoon Two, One, Two, Switch, Mario Kart Eight, and Zelda Breath of the Wild. Quite happy with my initial picks. Still waiting for Metro Prime Four, though. Dread is a fine surprise. Indeed. Did you, did you either of you pick up one two switch? It was kind of one of those mm, games. No, never nope. bothered with. It if didn't it were, feel like it was worth the money. Should have been a pack yeah. in, I think, just yes. to demo what HD Rumble is and stuff. I I've said the same thing. AJ has a different opinion of that, which I but pretty much that like it sold a ton of copies. So like business wise, it shouldn't have necessarily been a pack in. My enjoyment wise, should have been a pack in. <laughs> like yeah, you know what I mean. Like plenty of people bought it, so like they didn't need for it to be a pack in. However, I think it would have been an interesting 
Like it would have been icing on the cake at that point as a pack in, which like who doesn't love some icing on the cake, you know? And it would have then been the best selling game on Switch, which is, you know, perfect business sense. Like Wii Sports was the best. True, honestly. Yeah. Um, cool, cool. Hello, cool, cool. It's been a while. Said, I think I got mine either late 2017 or early 2018. Bought it for Breath of the Wild and an inevitable Smash Bros. Stayed for everything else. Also, yay, I missed the podcast. Made it back in time. <laughs> Good stuff. Indeed. Seven said, I got my OG Switch a week after launch. It was the last one in store. My mom nice. now has the Switch and that whole wing of the mall doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, Rico Fly, which... That's a fun name. That's a great name. Just saying. Said, I got Breath of the Wild for my first game on day one. Uh, Chronically Cal. Hello again. Right? I know. Who, yeah. Who's who's buying it and not getting, like, I remember seeing that where they're like, oh, Breath of the Wild has this insanely high attachment rate. And I was like, what else did you buy it for? <laughs> Bomberman R. If you're tons of people, Bob Wolf like. from Wolf 10. Uh, no, that's, AJ talks about that. That, I mean, obviously, in the end, they both agreed a breath of the wild is the best game but when it was first announced bob was more excited for um bomberman r than for maybe not Ooh. maybe not more but he was very excited for bomberman That's r so they played it at the demo event and then they left and were like never mind <laughs> which is just is a funny like imagining bomberman r as if it were one of the like upper echelon games or whatever is sure. just a funny alternate reality um but i'm glad there are other good games that that we could all enjoy um chronically cal said got it for mario odyssey and ended up playing way more breath of the wild makes sense that. yep 88 just leads way more running around today yeah it's true i i yeah i mario odyssey was fantastic i remember right before it came out when people were saying um or like there was some internal Nintendo review thing. I remember a friend of mine was telling me that like they internally reviewed Mario Odyssey as better than Breath of the Wild. And I was like really excited because I was like, I love Breath of the Wild. I'm going to love Mario Odyssey even more. And I, I love Mario Odyssey, but comparatively still Breath of the Wild is, is number it's one. It's tight though, I yeah. think. Oh like, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I think you, if you made the argument, because I remember when I played Odyssey, like mm-hmm. in the immediate aftermath of finishing Odyssey, I was yeah. like, ah, this is, this might be better than Breath of the Wild. I don't Honestly, know. Also, I think there is an element of um, if you continue, if you stuck with Nintendo the whole time up to Mario Odyssey, Mario Odyssey felt that much better because yeah. you experienced the kind of lows of missing the sandbox Mario stuff. Whereas for me, I had legitimately played Mario Sunshine for the first time ever the summer before Mario Odyssey came out. So there was an element where it was like it was I got to experience the amazing game that was that game but the extra stuff around it like we talked about with the switches it was coming mm-hmm. out there's an element of context that i was missing that made it that much better for people that i needed that yeah i was right. like yeah i i spent the whole wii u generation i was like there's gonna be a mario we're gonna get that yep. 3d mario the yep. narrative is gonna change it never changed it yeah. got worse <laughs> and then the switch came out thank yep. god <laughs> yeah so 88 leads says 2020 animal crossing brought me brought the switch to my attention i'll never play it but i bought one for breath of the wild that's funny that's so interesting that's wild to me that's a wild path to get here yeah i love it love to be like animal crossing no you know what i'm gonna get it for (laughs) breath of the wild a three-year-old game it's like okay respect respect yeah i mean if you're not in community in circles that talk about games or whatever where like you wouldn't have known about breath of the wild i guess i could especially see that um yeah interesting ian Pittman said family got one in 2017 for breath of the wild but i got my own in 2018 
the Smash Bundle. Nice. nice. Um, AC said, let's go Pikachu, baby, even though it was almost a year after it came out. <laughs> I loved that game. I yeah, that game. it was fun. Honestly, I had more fun with it than I anticipated. I, there, Me too. There are things that I still am frustrated about it with where I would probably go back and replay it more than I go back and replay Sword and Shield because... In Sword and Shield, I feel like there's so much more that I should do in the playthrough that I am in. Like I, I beat the story, mm-hmm. um, but the it just feels like there's so much to be done. It feels a bit daunting. Whereas like I'm looking forward to Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl because it feels like an easy game to do. Like you know the YouTube Nuzlocke runs kinds of things. You're just like play it again I'm just so for fun. For that game. I'm so, so excited for that game. Yeah, and so. It, Let's go Pikachu and Eevee would have been a little, well, you can't do Nuzlocke runs. In that. I mean, maybe there's some way to, I You probably imagine. could. Yeah, I feel I like guess. you would not be super under trainers. Yeah. 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 Um, you'd have to limit capturing a lot. I mean, actually just limit. The first Pokemon normal. that pops up yeah, on screen. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Right. Yeah. People must do. Um, Yugi Moto PL said, I got my Switch four days ago. Hey. Oh. Love right. to hear it. Um, have you been subscribed to this channel for that long or did you get your switch four days ago and then be like podcast? I do wonder that there's definitely some people that I'll see in comment sections that are like, man, I can't wait to get my switch. So there's people watching ahead of time, but I don't know. I don't know how many people, um, what an interesting person that must be who is engaging with Nintendo YouTube content and listening to podcasts, but does not own a switch. Yeah. Shout out to you. Yeah, I remember doing that when I was like a kid, you know, and it's stuff you couldn't afford yourself. You would you would watch anything yeah. or read anything about it. That makes it. sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's fair. I used to watch stuff about PlayStation when I didn't have a PS3 because I wanted one. You're uh-huh. right. <laughs> um, um, I'm old and privileged now and have money. <laughs> get buy a console. So <laughs> thought rescinded. <laughs> yeah. Um, next comment is from Lightning. Okay, so Lightning said, I got a switch in 2019 because uh, because talk about Breath of the Wild as well as the soundtrack. Oh, that's fun. Got me interested to dive back into gaming. I was a lapsed gamer. Hey, the last real consoles I owned before the switch were the old 3DS, Wii, and PS3. I played the heck out of the Wii and only dabbled with the 3DS and PS3. Now here I am as a hardcore switch gamer with too many games in my library and watching YouTube videos about the <laughs> speculation. This feels very relatable for several of those things at least. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I I mean, for me, it was game. Honestly, it's funny when I say it because it, it sounds very dumb, but I I've said out loud before, like, yeah, I kind of, I fell off gaming when I was like 10. (laughs) It's like, no, that's not a time that you fall off gaming. But the, the narrative was basically like, I started playing games and was like super into it uh, when I was like, I don't know, seven or something like that. Got an N64 and a Game Boy, started playing Pokemon, loved it. Then we moved from France to the States and I really wanted to get a GameCube because it had just come out. It was 2002. And my parents were like, we're only going to be in the States for two years and then we're going back to Europe. So like, there's no point buying a console that's not going to work. That's only going to work for these two years. So no, you can't get a GameCube. Region locked. Yep. Nonsense. I know. And like, even then, even if it weren't region locked at the time, like Transformers and stuff, because you couldn't just get like a new you know, adapter, a new charger, that big power brick thing on it. As yep. well, yeah. So all that kind of stuff is just like, yeah. So I just didn't get a GameCube. And then by the time, then two years, two years passed, I played some Game Boy stuff here and there. And then we moved to Belgium and then got a GameCube pretty much immediately, but just didn't play that much, you know, really enjoyed a couple of games that I played, but like my 
family, my parents just didn't buy me a whole lot of games and I didn't ask for that many games. I think I just wasn't, not a lot of my community was like super into games. It was like, we played some Mario Kart and we played some, um, I played Lord of the Rings, Return of the King a ton and that kind of thing. But, but yeah, so all that said, that was kind of when I like fell off quote unquote, and then good old switch, you know? So you had like a gap of that long, like you fell off when you were like a child and then got back at back into it in your like late twenties. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it was like, again, like I I would say I still enjoyed playing games for sure in, in those days, but it just just wasn't. Yeah, for sure. And I think a big thing of it was that I never had a community uh, where like we all cared about games at the same time. Even Pokemon, I played pretty much solo other than like, tried to trade with the friend here and there but pretty much it was just a personal activity i guess that is a huge thing of it because like i think a big part of because i don't know i had a period where i kind of fell off games but Mm -hmm. like my version of falling off of games was like Mm -hmm. i was still playing video games like there was never been a point where i never played games Mm -hmm. but like i didn't really play a lot of I might play one single player game a year or two single yeah, player. Yeah, that was the same as me. And it but was I would mainly mostly... because of work that I just like stopped. Well, <laughs> and, and for me, that point was really actually when I was like a teenager. Like it was when I was probably from like 14 to 16, maybe. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know, I was spending a lot of time like out. You know, I was mm-hmm. out playing with, you know, not playing really, <laughs> that I was guess. Not me. Hanging out, you know, like <laughs> screw, screwing around with my friends and yeah. like. Um, you know, hanging out behind 7-Elevens and stuff. And like, you know, I was in a band and I like, I was interested in other things, you know? Mm-hmm. So like I would, you know, play the odd game here or there at night, or I would like play Halo 3 with my friends a mm-hmm. lot or Left 4 Dead yeah. 2 a lot. And we would play Smash together or Mario Kart or whatever. But like, yeah. it was more a social thing because I had a big group of friends that were all nerds, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it was the, around the, it was the Xbox 360 era and like it was halfway through it when I really got back into single player stuff in a big way. Cause I played Arkham Asylum. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. That's yeah. It's for me, I think too, during that time I was, it was pretty much me and my friend James hung out all the time. And, but also we were my high school band. Um, he still plays music. And I mean, that's still due to, but very, very slowly and passively, <laughs> but that was, uh, yeah, so that was like, yeah, most of my time went to that. I just stay up late writing and recording songs, and they were all pretty bad. But you know what? What can you do you, when you're 16? Sucking at something is the first step to being kind of good at something. You know? Very true. Very wise words. Uh, moving on, Spaceman Spiff said 2017. Fantastic name, by the way. You know, every time. It, it gets me every time. Um, said 2017, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, Trevor Steinberg, hello, Trevor, said, mine was a pandemic-inspired purchase. So look at that. Uh, Never C- got you here. Yep. CC Eider? CC Eider? C- Eider, maybe? Yeah. Something like that. Said, I got the Switch in 2018 for Smash Ultimate. Um, Herringerringo. Something. <laughs> said, Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild. And lastly, Kai Toad or K Toad said, I got the Mario Aces bundle. I'm curious. I don't even remember that bundle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also don't know anyone that has that game. This guy. Uh, do you enjoy it? Do you play it? So I really liked Mario Tennis on the Game Boy. I Game Boy Color? I think Game Boy Color. Um, that was I was looking one. forward to this. The single player was pretty much the re- main reason I would play it and did play yep. it and was disappointed. It was not, not with good. the like gameplay wise, fantastic, phenomenal gameplay, but just like not a whole lot of single player content. And that was disappointing. 
So that's that's the long and short of it. Um, if you were gonna, if you play with anybody else that also wants to play the game, great. I don't think this kind of game is great. I don't personally think Mario Kart is as great for parties as a lot of other people do, unless you're friends with gamers. You know what I mean? Like there's mm. if people, if I play Mario Kart with most friends of mine, then like, uh, yeah, with most friends of mine, then like, I'm typically going to be winning. Like that's not exclusively true. More and more people have Mario Kart now and have the Switch. So like that's yeah. less the case. Um, but at least I remember in high school, I'd play with like my sister and her friend would be over and they were like, oh, we should play Mario Kart. And they'd be like battling between fifth and sixth. And I'd just be like very far out in front first. And I'm not like even a amazing Mario Kart player just just was better than they were so same you know, kind of I thing with that, i have that problem now people just when i get good at games people just refuse to play with me and it's really disappointing and i can <laughs> imagine it's what aj feels like with smash <laughs> yeah nobody wants to play with aj yeah. aj is a good sport about it though because like he'll pick characters he's bad with yeah. and like you and know, you can kind of try just flat out not try like yeah he just will just let you off <laughs> You can definitely in Smash, you can tone it down more because everything is a decision. Whereas with Mario Kart, like everything is a decision, but it's like just the just the racing part becomes second or becomes uh, second nature. And right. so like avoiding obstacles, you would have to intentionally hit obstacles and bump into walls or not turn as sharply or whatever. And like that just feels weird to like handicap yourself in that way. Um, whereas at least with Smash, you can kind of just be like, whatever i'm just not going to punish that thing that obviously i should punish because i'm aj and i'm smart about this <laughs> but, i used you know. to love the built-in handicaps on the old mario party games they were great like you could you could give people more stars mm -hmm. or give people more coins to get them like a leg up if ultimate they chicken horse you can do that in that and get less ah. percentage i again mitch and i play or i played with ashley and our friends mitch and Catherine, and we i said this last week i think um, but Mitch and I were both like, oh, we're doing all right. Let's just turn down our, or turn up the handicap. And so we switched it, which was a mistake to getting 10% the amount of points that anybody else would, which literally, <laughs> if you got all the points you possibly could in a single run, like you were the only one that won and you got whatever, I don't think you could get a whole points worth amount. Like there's a certain amount of rounds that it goes anyway, but also it kind of just stops at some point. So, funny. uh, yeah, whatever. So that's, that's all those. Lastly, last segment, got some questions, and then we're going to finish up. Uh, Brendy Crocodile, hashtag go team adventure, said, what Brendy. Hey, is that a Flip Games or Flip one of, Games? Yeah, one of, our one of our Patreon supporters. Look at that. Love to see it. Uh, Brendy said, what do you think about the ranked online rewards just added to Mario Golf Super Rush? For reference, earning a rank in August nets you red, blue, or yellow Yoshi alt color. I really like that idea. Um, I, I love the idea of games like rewarding you with, you know, kind of like cosmetic badges of honor mm -hmm. for achieving something in a season. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's just like a nice incentive for you to be like, oh, I want that alt. Like, I'm going to jump in and, and throw my hand at it and see if mm -hmm. I can try to rank up and get better at the game. And, um, you know, I think a lot of players, if you really love a game and you want to just get better at it, that's enough of an incentive to play and, mm -hmm. and train or whatever. But I know for me, I kind of feel like I need something. I need a carrot, you know, yeah, um, yeah. like that's like I talked about, like getting the season pass in Pokemon Unite. It's nice to feel like I'm working towards something, you yeah. know, so I, I, I think this is a, is a, a pretty cool solution. I wonder um, with this kind of thing, because back in like tennis aces days there were characters that it, that you could 
if you did something, 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 you could get them early. You could get them this month, but then you would yeah. just get them normally afterwards anyway. So I wonder with these, if it's something that like, you know, say you get the game in a year, it, will you still be able to get these? And like in a game like League or something like that, absolutely not. Like cosmetics are the lifeblood of a lot of that game. So sure. like you can't. Um, but I do wonder with this, with it just being like a you know regular old Nintendo game, if that would, if they would do that down the road or not i don't know what do you guys yeah think? maybe it'll be a thing they cycle you know yeah, I think it yeah will that's be, true yeah. but I, I don't think it's going to be like a tetris 99 situation where mm -hmm. the boards come and go and they're promotional although that would be really cool to see mm -hmm. them do that yeah um, do more of that but that is a good comparison I, though yeah i think they need to be available all the time because if you play with friends a lot on this game which ultimately is the goal for the super rush mode mm -hmm. um you want to see that they've got something cool and you mm -hmm. want that as well and to be able to work towards that by getting an a rank mm -hmm. like that's how you, you know you, you tell your friend and uh i guess doing it cyclical also kind of ties into how animal crossing does it where you have to get like all the certain fish within the month and if you don't get it mm. wait until yeah. the next year so maybe that's how they're, they're, they're gonna do it like every august is this every mm -hmm. september it's this that kind of thing yeah, that would be good. I mean, because like that's the, I feel like however Splatoon does stuff like this, which if it does it at all, would be a good way to continue doing stuff like that because Splatoon has good press. So like, should be good. But yeah. Um, AJ asks, yep. who, wait, AJ, do you guys, is he one of your uh, patrons? Is he one of the no, people from your, I've never heard of him. Yeah. Oh, man. Been, yeah. Um, long time first time, I guess. Yeah, long time first time, must be. Yeah. <laughs> AJ McZelda remastered in HD said, um fmk which i'm i'm pretty sure stands for um futs uh, murder Something and like yeah cranium no uh <laughs> are we doing murder or marry i'm because <laughs> i was so trying to two kills <laughs> yeah of course you murder and kill yeah i was trying to think of three words for murder one that starts with an f but i can't think of of f word that means murder so fatalize i guess ah uh, fatality fatality. fatality murder kill um so okay. FMK, everybody knows Great. first party nintendo game dlc edition if given the choice which games without dlc would you give paid dlc free content updates no post content release okay so that's the three options one so it's not really fmk it's which one gets paid dlc or free content updates or no post content release or post-release content. Um, each can have only one choice, can be unreleased games, can be games that already have got one or more of the above, or no games that already got one more, more of the above. Okay. Got it. Okay. So for me, he said- It's a good question. Yeah. Paid DLC, Splatoon 3. This is for AJ said for himself. Paid DLC, Splatoon 3, free content updates, Mario Party Superstar, and no post-release content, Metroid Prime 4. I mean, those are good answers. Oh, they are, but you know, I, I agree with two of those, but I want to swap them. So mm -hmm. I don't care about the DLC for Splatoon 2 because I never played the single player and I would imagine they'll do the similar route for Splatoon 3. Mm -hmm. But free content updates are the, the lifeblood of that game and mm -hmm. the additional free modes and the 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 extra like uh, outfits mm -hmm. and things like that you got. I want that to be the free one. And Mario Party Superstar, I am very, very happy to just keep buying packs of boards and mm -hmm. mini games and just giving them like $9.99 yeah. for another pack of, of mini games when I fancy it. Yep. So I'd be happy with that. Especially if that means better quality content over exactly. the time. You know? yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. more incentive for them to do it rather than it just being free stuff. Yeah. And then, 
I mean, I don't really know no post-release content. I don't care about Metroid Prime, so maybe. That's, that's why I'm going to leave it. I'm going to also say Metroid Prime 4 because, like, I'm going to try Metroid Prime 4, but I don't need DLC for it. That's fine. Like, yeah. maybe just make the main game good. That works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll, I'll agree with that one. Yeah. Metroid Prime 4 for no post-release content. Paid DLC, I'm going to agree with Steve and, and say Mario Party Superstar. Um, I, I said when they announced it, I hope that they do like additional packs for like, mm-hmm. here's more games from the original Mario party or yeah. more boards. Here's uh, and boards and mini games yeah. um, from the original. Here's more from two. Here's more from three. Here's some from the GameCube ones. Like just make it a, a place where you can kind of buy all of the old Mario party content mm-hmm. all in one place and with some new bells and whistles. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'll eat that up. Um, and then for the free content updates, that's where I'm stuck because <laughs> I have games to answer, but they're all games that have gotten something. Mm. So I'm trying to think of one that has gotten nothing that I want free stuff in. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give my answer and then you can come back I'll around to it if you get minute, something. Yeah. yeah. Um, paid DLC. Oh, I had it a second ago and then I lost it. Uh, I'll switch to one that I do remember then. Free content updates, Metroid Prime 4. Um, specifically that... Not even for me, but that theoretically that it could have an interesting and good multiplayer mode for other people because I don't care about multiplayer at all. Um, but that that could have just some free content updates as it goes forward. And that could be cool, you know? Um, and it seems like that's something they're wanting to do, not necessarily with the updates, but with just like um, with Metroid Prime 4 having multiplayer at all. So I'm going to say that one, a little bit maybe controversial. Um, paid DLC oh, I had something. Oh, Animal Crossing. That's what it was. Yeah, straight up Animal Crossing. You can't DLC. have it though, can you? Because it can't have already one or more of the above. Oh, I see what you mean. So it, um, and it has yeah. had free content. It had free content updates. That's, That's the true. problem, right? Oh, it's yeah. Because like, yeah. I was also like, oh, I want Pokemon it's kind of got to be upcoming games <laughs> to continue getting them, yeah. and like that, right. you know, that doesn't work. I thought about Arms. Arms has gotten free updates. Yeah, you know, Mario I'm, Odyssey has gotten free updates. I'm going to shirk the Link's rules because it's go. just AJ's rules. So who cares? <laughs> and I like, I feel like, um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm still going to say Animal <laughs> Crossing because I feel like there have been updates, but it's like not, it's not huge stuff. Yeah. Either, some you know? of them were pretty big. Like some the of them, yeah, swimming, was, like that was, was cool everywhere. and stuff, but like, um, but otherwise a lot of the stuff was stuff that, I I think were rolled out that would have been that could have just been in the base game. I think Not all that of that's... it. All of it was. It was like, oh, yeah. we're bringing Red back. You know, he probably yeah. would have been there if they would have had more time for the development. Cycle. Yeah. So I think for me, if I'm just pre- pretending in my mind that all that stuff was basically base game stuff that came late, and that paid DLC stuff would be completely separate stuff you know right, you know what? if we're going by those rules then <laughs> fine i'll put that there and i'm gonna bump mario party superstar down and say that that should be free content okay cool. pokemon <laughs> just added pokemon snap added 30 percent uh like of the game for Pretty free much. mario yeah. party could do that too what's up <laughs> give me it for free i like it and it, then it won't pete like all the we all they gave us was like a crummy <laughs> online mode that doesn't work with a good yeah nobody likes that one this game. is the one that everyone's gonna like it's based on the best mario yeah. parties Mm-hmm. It's going to have online day one and it's going to mm-hmm. have free DLC. Mark my words. And bonus stars are going to feel less janky than they ever have before. Lies. That's not. No, no. I case. want them to feel janky so that it's authentic to the original experience. <laughs> Man, I think I, part of 
something about bonus stars, as specifically in Super Mario Party, felt bad. Um, like, does I don't feel know bad what it was. Unless you're, unless you're the one that's like an experienced, seasoned Mario Party player, and you're playing with people who've never played the game before, and they're like two stars mm-hmm. up, and you're like, yeah, I know, but I've landed on, I've landed on a ton of red squares. Oh, and- that's true. Anna had all those exclamation marks. So don't you worry. I know I'm going <laughs> to uh, You love to see it. Um, for the last one, yeah, for no post-content release or post-release content. Why do I keep saying it backwards? I, mm, I mean, I could say, oh, I know what I'm going to say. Golden Sun? Make a Golden Sun. And then I don't care if it has post-release content at all. <laughs> Just make it and then we'll be good. <laughs> make a Golden Sun. I, I love workarounds. Um, all right. Last couple questions. Falcon asked, would the Switch have done as well as it did were there not for a global pandemic? Thank you, Face. No, I don't think no. it would have. Because well, still great, probably, but not It would have, yeah. But yeah. Animal Crossing wouldn't have done as well, which therefore the Switch wouldn't have done as well. Yeah, yeah I, like... I guess it depends on what the question is. Like, literally as well? No. Relatively? Probably. Mm. But, like... Like, every console got, like, a huge bump last year because of the pandemic and everyone just wanted entertainment. Yeah, right, right, right. Yes. Yeah, so, like, the the numbers were absolutely inflated by that. You know, Mm -hmm. you could argue artificially, I guess. Um, But Mm -hmm. I think that, like... I don't know. I don't think that that margin is is as crazy, right? Like, I, it might not be as close to getting 100 million units right now as it is without that by, yeah. by a, a couple million, but, mm-hmm. you know. Totally agreed. Uh, Max Wright, seems familiar. Uh, which 2021 game guy. that isn't slated for Switch do you wish was coming to the platform? Oh, and also as a follow-up, why? I know exactly what it is. Uh, I think Steve and I talked about this on the air and it's Death's Door. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Um, if you're not familiar, Death Store, it's a, it's a delightful looking indie game. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of the studio, um, but it's like very much got a kind of that top down isometric like Zelda vibe mixed with some, you know, um, mm-hmm. I've seen like souls like, you know, kind of yeah. comparisons made and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. I, it looks gorgeous. It's very much on my radar. It's a game I'm really eager to play. And I know it's one that Max um, has said yeah. a lot of really nice things about on Twitter. Um, and I, I, the day it came out, I was like, oh, I'm going to get this. And I went to download yeah. it on switch and I was like, oh, it's not on switch. And then uh-huh. I was like, oh, okay, it's on Xbox. I was like, is it on game pass? No, ah, <laughs> I really want to play it on switch. Yep. <laughs> and I, that's where I left it. And then Pokemon yeah. Unite came out and, uh, that, mm-hmm. there, there we go. That's where all my the time rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, for a why, I think it just feels like a switch game. Like I like playing. Oh, it definitely does feel like a Switch mm-hmm. game. Yeah. It looks like a Switch game, yeah. I like playing games like that on a smaller screen. Mm-hmm. I just do. Portably pick up and play that kind of play thing. Play it in yeah. bed. I know? mean, similarly, I think my answer might be Tunic, which oh yeah, hasn't oh, come yeah. Out, but yeah, great answer. That same. I mean, literally same, same all across yeah. the board. Charming two D Zelda like you know looks like it'd be great and as far as why um i don't know that this is a follow-up to that question i think he's just asking as a follow-up just why you know um <laughs> who knows just why you know and i think uh, it's I better think not it's to fun. ask it's better not to ask it's better not to ask just yeah. play video games I, i've yep. got a, a couple more i would i would love to bring over and one of them's already out which uh-huh. i guess i don't know if slated it's no, like, it's yeah, just it's not a 2021 Switch, game, so you're good. right? So I want I want Draw Dog, which is currently a PlayStation exclusive, to come to Switch. It's the 
uh, from the creators of Wonder Song. Oh, and uh, yeah. you're this little dog, and you're like drawing on on, on the the world's been kind of uh, color's been sucked out of it, and you've got to draw color on it, and it's nice. like a little paintbrush and stuff. And I think it'd be great for the touchscreen. Yeah. And then uh, twelve minutes. I would love mm, to be able to just yeah. play twelve minutes in bed, just play a few cycles of that before mm-hmm. I go to bed. That would be nice. Uh, I think it'd be awesome. Yep. Good stuff. Uh, last one. This is a question that actually wasn't as part of the Q&A specifically, but Poofy Rain asked me on Twitter. And, and I was like, ah, I don't know, I'll just bring it up to the podcast because then we can talk about it more fully. Um, they said, I have a question. If you already answered, point me to that answer. But do you believe if Metroid Dread, big if, does well, would Nintendo start to bring over other dormant titles like Star Fox, F-Zero, Golden Sun, Kid Icarus? I did answer it a little bit on Twitter, but um, thought we could expand expand on that a little bit here maybe it's hard to say uh i i think like trying to predict nintendo's moves is like trying to herd cats it's like it's not it's not a science it's an Mm -hmm. art and it's messy and i feel like metroid metroid is very unique because you know we've talked about this a lot on on our show about how metroid is i think thought of as a marquee title but it's mm-hmm. literally not ever been a marquee title. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. never sold particularly well. Um, there are not that many of them. And like when you total up the lifetime sales of Metroid, it pales in comparison to any of the other games that I think are generally thought of as being of a similar caliber mm-hmm. to it. So I think that that specific example, like that dichotomy between the iconography and the legacy of Metroid versus the actual popularity and like Metroidvania as a genre being Mm -hmm. a thing that is named after Metroid, even though there are a lot of games in the genre, a lot more popular than Metroid. Yeah. I, I think it speaks to the fact that Nintendo has done a bad job of shepherding that franchise and making it as popular as I think it's poised to be, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, with the fact that Samus is an iconic character, the Metroid is an iconic symbol. Mm-hmm. Those are things that I think, you know, non-gamers uh, even would probably recognize and be able to identify on some level, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think they would as You don't think Samus? No. I mean, Smash. I think, I know, yeah, it's exactly. Person, I know AJ would a person in a argue suit. Smash. But I mean, I think I think Smash itself, the fact that Samus has been in since Smash 64 definitely means it's recognizable, at least to a degree, that it's like, oh yeah, it's that person in the suit. But in the same way that like for a lot of people, Captain Falcon, it's Captain Falcon. He's that guy in Smash. Yeah, that but, he's but that's F-Zero. what I think it becomes. I don't think you you know Samus and associate that as Metroid. Yeah, no, no, no. no. I think that it's Metroid. I disagree. Uh, because like, and, and I, maybe maybe not to like the casual person, but mm-hmm. to gamers, absolutely, yeah, yeah, I disagree. Yeah. Like, maybe they would still know Captain Falcon, but you think I about think Samus, right? Would, I like, think gamers would know Metroid anyway. Like the the hardcore. Ones that in the know. That's kind of my point, though. It is is that but, I think Metroid has cultural cachet. Like Metroid has mm-hmm. cool points. Metroid has like, mm-hmm. uh, like cred. But it's never been mm-hmm. as popular as you know right. Zelda, right? Yeah. Which even Zelda is not as popular as the iconography of Zelda is. You know, when you look at sales, um, mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild is the best-selling Zelda game by a lot. Mm-hmm. I think the idea that metroid could be that mm-hmm. is the reason that 
Metroid is going to get a push, and I think they're going to try to make Metroid a thing. So are you I don't saying know that from these that... other titles have that same. Okay, yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was going to get at. Was uh, so, and that is the big question for sure. I mean, part of my answer for this was also, or that I already answered, is that I think it's a bit too late in the game for Metroid Dread to be the determining factor for these things. Like, I think at this point, Nintendo's already like you know, maybe they're not halfway through a Star Fox game or anything, but they've already decided whether or not they're going to be working on a Star Fox in the near future. I, I would imagine, you know, um, I think that's probably safe to say, but I mean, some of these other things, I think I do think the opposite could be maybe more true that if Metroid dread with all the push they're giving it right now, um, does poorly and more, of those risks that they're like, it's a risk for Metroid Dread to be getting as much as it is. It would be more of a risk to to put the money into it and not market it like that, honestly, but it's still right. a risk to put this much money in and spend all the marketing for it. And then, you know, we'll see what happens. I think it's going to sell pretty well. But if they do that several times where they're like, eh, these risks aren't worth it anymore, then, then it could halt some of these other projects and they could start making safer bets. Because I think right now they are starting to make more risky bet, or we're starting to see the fruits of the riskier bets that are of the result of good, you know, first couple of years of the switch. Um, yeah. Things just take time, <laughs> you know? And yeah, so I think we're starting definitely. to see the fruits of that more than ever. Yeah, and I feel like Metroid, like the like Metroidvania, is a already a popular genre. Like mm -hmm. you look at the other games that are listed here, right? Like I think Star Fox has obviously been mismanaged as an IP. Mm -hmm. I think that's easy to make that claim. Yeah, I mean and the also, last game he, that he, he was in was uh, a Ubisoft game with like a <laughs> yeah. toys to life thing. It's yeah, yeah, which kind of been done. That game service. weren't toys to life. That would be such a like. I mean, it doesn't have to be like you can get it digitally and stuff, but like if that weren't associated with being toys to life, I feel like it would have done a lot better and better for Star Fox. So it's kind of a shame that it was like just pull the cord at that point. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I think I think the problem with with Star Fox, right, is that like what everybody wants is essentially what they tried to do on that Wii U game and mess. Oh, you know, what I want. That's for sure. <laughs> but what they wanted, what people yeah. want is Star Fox 64 in a modern era. Yeah. Right. I think that's what people I mean, we've talked about Star Fox a bunch on this channel, but that's what people say they want for sure. Right. I think it's like a Breath of the Wild thing where, where I mean, I think a lot of properties are like this, um, where people are like, well, I mean, people were saying they wanted open world Zelda more so than than anything else, but because they, they were sick of linear Zelda by the end of Skyward Sword and stuff like that. Whereas blah, blah, blah. I, I think people say that, I think if we got another Star Fox 64, people would not be happy with it. Modern as it could be, whatever. I think it has to be a complete risk in the opposite direction yeah. for it to be able to, you know, to do well. Um, I think I think the easiest thing that they could do with it is try to do something that combines Star Fox 64 and Star Fox Adventures where mm -hmm. like Absolutely. all of the I'm going to a planet like there's ship combat in between yeah. worlds or like kind of like Kingdom Hearts mm -hmm. or like it's uh, there are ship and tank missions mm -hmm. on the planets you go to. But yeah. then or like also Starlink, honestly, you know, where you get out and you're exploring and, you know, yeah, I think definitely having on foot sections. I mean, we've made a couple of videos like ideating on Star Fox, but the I think the multifaceted direction and like grander direction is really important to making mm -hmm. Star Fox actually successful in, you know, the modern era. But like these and, other examples, like F-Zero, 
I don't, gone. I don't. Mario Kart is eating its lunch. Yeah, I like think I don't think there's ever a reason for them to bring it back. Mm-hmm. Like Mario, you obviously, Kart. haven't watched some specific Fnatic Sport videos. For, I know, and I you made a case I, for I, it. You made a case <laughs> for it, my friend. But I just, I don't know. I don't see it. I don't. Yeah. No, totally at least not as a sixty dollar boxed game. And I think that's the only kind of game that Nintendo's interested in making, really. So like, yeah. I just, I don't know. And I think like Golden Sun, I could definitely see how that works. And I, you know, I know you've made a case for that one as well. <laughs> I think I see that game a lot more, but that doesn't have any kind of like, you know, like who, who, how many hardcore golden sun fans are there versus how many hardcore Metroid fans are there? You know what I'm true. saying? Here's what I'll say. And then I actually have to leave. Um, is that I'm going to make a video on this pretty soon. It's like kind of been in the works in the backgrounds of my brain, not of any kind of documents or anything. Um, I think some franchises and especially Gold Sun for whatever reason are starting to get the like slow buzz that Metroid had been getting for a while um, mm. where people were like just saying the word Metroid long enough and talking about like, well, but Metroid something that blah, blah, blah and Metroid this and that. And I like listening to other Nintendo podcasts or whatever, I'll hear people just say Golden Sun often enough that like it's something that's being that people are just like kind of hearing. So um I'm personally very invested and would love a great new Golden Sun game. But I think there's an element too of when it does get announced that suddenly like it'll flip the switch for more people than we might expect. They're like, oh, that's a thing I've heard of for whatever reason. Um, you know, if the, if yeah. this works, Parker, I'm uh, all I'm just going to chant every week on our podcast is, is Warrior Land. Warrior yeah, Land. Yeah, totally. <laughs> just and eventually just we'll get a new one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so with that, let's all chant Warrior Land on one, two, three as we go out. One, two, three. Warrior Land. Land. There you go. All right. <laughs> Thanks everybody so much for coming. Beautiful. Everybody listen to flip screen flip screen games, everything's that they do. I guess I guess on YouTube as well. I forget. We oh, are. Yeah. Visit okay. us at flipscreen.games. That's our yeah. website. It has links to the Twitch, the YouTube, social media, yeah. everything. Come join the Discord. Come yeah. chat. Yeah. Indeed. The link All to right. Discord's not on there. I will add it though. I just don't know how I forgot to add it. Do that before Saturday when this goes up. And uh, that's about it from us. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Do all the uh, youtube type things and Twitter-y things, social media things. Who cares? Just have a good time. Most importantly, have a good rest of your day. All right. See you guys later. Take it easy, everybody. Thanks Bye. for having us.